Hey, thanks for tuning on the Uncommon People podcast. This is the show about ordinary people and their extraordinary stories. We've each lived a unique life, and I think we have a lot to share from them, a lot that's worth hearing, uh, a lot to learn from. So I want to have these conversations with people and give others the chance to listen to them and learn from them. Uh, If you think you would like to have this kind of a conversation, if you're ready to dig into these sorts of questions and discuss this kind of thing, please do reach out. My website is joeltimothy.co, and my contact info is up there so you can get in touch with me. Uh, In this episode, which is episode number 12, me and Olivia Kaur sit down for a chat. I hope you will sit through the whole thing. This is a pretty long one. Um, and that you'll enjoy it and have a really good time. There's also a little bit of a mid, mid-episode mid break in here, um, after which you will hear a little something that Olivia wrote. So, I hope you enjoy this episode, episode number 12 of the Uncommon People Podcast. This has started within the last two months. I think it's the 5G. I think it's the 5G. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about conspiracies. <laughs> wait, wait. How so? No, I don't know. I just, no. just throw that out there. <laughs> 5G? The 5G. I, Andrew makes a lot of jokes about 5G. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's good. But I don't know what it is. I think, actually, I don't have insurance. Oh. Okay. Okay. And I, while I was at work, I got, like, an official work email or something, I yeah. think. Yeah. I could have just Googled something, so I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I may have just Googled, like, insurance yeah. mm. because I don't have insurance. Yeah. And I yeah. was, like, my mouth was bothering me, and I thought it was because my wisdom teeth mm. were finally, like, tired of being in my mouth. Oh, that's fair. Trying to propel out. So I was kind of in minor pain all the time, and I was like, mm. why didn't I get insurance yeah. with my company? I should have got insurance. Because yeah. they offer it. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm sure it's good and plenty affordable. Yeah. But when I started with this company, I assumed I wouldn't be there very long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, for the first month, yeah. I thought, I'm probably going to quit soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so no. I didn't bother getting insurance because uh-huh. I thought, what are the chances that yeah, I end up needing it? I've never needed insurance. Yeah. I've never done – I've never been to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I've never had any issues come up like we're generally a very healthy family yeah and so i just didn't get insurance and then my teeth started hurting dang it that's but it they're better now that's as good. far as i know that's good i think right? they sh- i think they shifted a little bit oh. which isn't ideal but yes it's okay hey there you it's go. not the end of the world yeah you do have nice teeth thank I'm you i'm just looking at that oh, those, you. Are, those are your natural teeth they are natural? i mean i had a lot of orthodontic work done okay cool okay. so yes and like, no like of, they're all real yeah, yeah. but they didn't get this way on their own. Yeah, <laughs> we paid nice. a lot of money for them. <laughs> That's yeah. so nice. Did you have the palate expander? Like the, yes. Okay, yeah. Yes, I did. Same, the crank. I have this vivid memory of Christmas morning one day because yeah. there were six of us. Yeah. And we were all upstairs in our room, mm. my parents and all five of my siblings and myself. Mm. And I was crying because I just wanted to go downstairs and experience Christmas. Yeah. And my mom had to have, like, the, the key or, and, like, yeah, expanding crazy. my jaw. And I'm crying here on Christmas morning. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> so I had, yeah, I think I had retainers first, some uh-huh. sort of retainer. Okay. And then I had an expander. 
and then I had braces mm. for at least two years, I think a little over two years. Yeah. And then more retainers, like the clear ones that I was oh, supposed to yeah. wear, I guess, indefinitely. Uh-huh. Did not. Yep, nope, same. Lost yeah. it, like, yeah. with you. <laughs> it's gone. So you also had, you oh, had braces? Oh, yeah, I had braces. I had a palette expander. I had the rubber bands. Yep. You remember? Yeah, I had those on top of the braces. Mm-hmm. Um, had retainers, had the metal retainers. I had, a, like, severe over, not a severe. I had a pretty decent overbite, um, so I had to get that pretty prefixed uh-huh. um, I felt so bad I had a friend in middle school that had the full headgear at night oh my gosh and she would wear it like it was a full on like Darla from Nemo you know what I'm talking about yeah <laughs> she would wear that at nighttime. it was just man it's brutal it's but, amazing that that was even a thing that was still yeah like was, was it was it attached to the outside of her face I she clipped it in somehow so at night it would it would like go over her head and you could like in the background adjust the straps, but it would like attach to the braces that were on her. And then she, yeah, she would wear it. I don't know how it worked, but it it was it was intense. Like it was yeah. some, Man. some saw stuff or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen those, but I can imagine uh, yeah, what like no, yeah. yeah, that's oof. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I was looking for insurance, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think mm. I started. I clicked on a website. That was supposed to, from the ad, it looked really legit. Yeah. Oh, no. And, like, went through part of it. <laughs> yeah. And probably one of the forms of information I gave them was my phone number. Oh, no. And I got to a certain point when certain information they were asking, I was like, I don't know that I'm getting this insurance. I don't mm-hmm. want to give this company all of this info. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So I backed out of it. But I think mm. that's where my number got out. It was a trap. It was a trap. Like... My number is on the internet. Mm. People people Honestly, can find yeah. my number on the internet pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. It's like it's right at the bottom of my website for anybody who's wondering. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, yeah, give me a text. call. Yeah. You can't see, but I did the hang ten slash call me <laughs> hand signal. Yes. Um yes. I think that's how I got my number though. And I get calls Not all so. the time. Mm. I screenshotted it. Mm-mm. A picture of like all my missed calls yeah. one day when I got off work, and they yeah. were like nine. Oh gosh! All yeah. slightly different numbers, yeah. but all the same area code, which is my like Chicago area code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, man, it's brutal. That's that's the same. I thought we were over the telemarketing days. Honestly, same. We're recycling, you know, kind of coming back. You know who was a telemarketer? Who? Johnny Depp. Was he really? He was. I think he sold pencils or something. Really? Yeah, this is That's... real. I've heard him talk about it. Johnny Not in Depp. person. <laughs> Close friend. Close friend. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's a good guy. I like Johnny. Johnny Depp. Johnny D. Johnny D. Yeah. That's fun. You're going to want this probably a little bit closer. Closer to me. Yours. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Feel free, like, bursts of laughter we can always move away. You just you know? turn my head. If, okay, if you need cool. to, but I'm not worried about those. I yes. like the bursts of laughter in there. I just have a very soft voice, too, so I'm just going to, yeah. like, I don't want to, like, get my spit on oh did you bring the guitar by the way i did i put it in my car though i didn't bring it upstairs but yes i did i did we should get that at some point at some point yeah um yeah do you want to hear uh i think i'm going to introduce this segment and that's called like old car probs okay do you want to hear the old car problem i had today yes i do speaking of cars my car today has has been doing great Mm. because i've done work on it recently Mm. It's been starting up every time. My brakes work. Yeah. Two things that are really important. And I was driving. I was in Fayetteville. Do you know where Pack Rat is? Kind of. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, yes, I so do. Greg and whatever that road is. Yes. I made the turn, left, not on an arrow, but just like there was room. Mm. And my car shut off 
in the middle of the turn. Oh, no. And I only noticed because my power steering also went out. So I was like, oh, no. I had to yeah. crank it. Yeah, yeah. It just shut off. Oh, gosh. It was so weird. Yeah. I've never had that happen before. That's pretty. And so I like roll kind of a little bit and I'm like, mm-hmm. luckily there was nobody behind me oh, and I wasn't God. going okay. fast. Yes. Because the turn wasn't super easy to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like rolled a little bit and took the key out and put it back in and it started and it cranked up and started fine. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lord Jesus, please. <laughs> like what a big thing to yeah. worry about happening. No. Oh my gosh. my brakes have gone out like three times. Okay, that's scary. I know. That is scary. And now I'm worried about just... My car Your might car just, just shut off. Your car just not working. That, yeah. What type of car do you have? What is it? It's a 92 Isuzu Rodeo. Oh, okay. So it's just old. It's just old, yeah. It's just old. It's a brick, yeah. Yeah, it's, like <laughs> I love it. It's a fun car. It's a cool car, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I like yeah. 4x4s. Oh, yeah. It's just a little... Basically a little truck with an enclosed mm. bed because it, it's not like a... It's not a regular truck bed, but okay. it does have a tailgate on the back. Okay, okay. So you, like, lift the window, oh, and then yeah. you just drop the tailgate, and it's got yeah. a rear-mounted carrier and everything. Got you. So I really like it. Yeah. But that's because I'm romantic, and <laughs> it's like an old hunk of junk. Oh, yeah. And it's just kind of, it has character, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's not reliable. It's not. It's, it's just not. So, no. You... So all day since then, yeah. I was like, how can I? I don't think I can get a new car. I didn't know. How can I? How, how can, can I? I? How can I fix like, this? God, just let, yeah. just let this thing just, work out for a little <laughs> just, while. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on yeah. for a little bit longer. Do you, do you name your cars? Are you like, I do. Okay. What's your, do you name your cars? No. Okay. Well, my car is, I usually make it an alliteration. Okay. So like okay. I had Heidi, the Hyundai. Mm. I had Chip the Cherokee. Okay. Which is my Jeep. Yes. And then this is Raimi. Raimi Rodeo. Raimi Rodeo. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's yeah, a cool I do name. name my cars. Yes. What made you ask that? I don't know. I just, I, I feel like that's a common thing. I've, yeah. I've, I've asked a lot of people I've talked to recently, like, oh, a lot of people, like two people I've talked to recently <laughs> have like told me about their cars and their car names. And I, I realized I never do that. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like a certain type of person does that in the uh-huh. best way, you know? Like, <laughs> I want to be more like that. I feel like it's really creative, but... What car do you drive? Toyota RAV4. Well, yeah, Toyota RAV4. It's a new one, though. It's a 2021. Oh, it nice. It's some, you know how some cars, they kind of look like, like, I don't know. Some The fronts of cars kind of look like dinosaurs to me. Like, sometimes yeah. the headlights are, you know, are like a bug. So you can... You can it has character, but this uh-huh. one, it just doesn't really have, like, that little little shazam you know like, yeah. that was one of the cars i was thinking of really? when i was in the car I was thinking about what what is a newer vehicle i would like yes because i don't tend to like new vehicles that much oh yeah because yeah. they just they get kind of they i feel like they all look the same mm. but that was one of the cars i was thinking of yeah because one i just i love toyota yeah I, i'm a toyota fan oh yeah sponsor me toyota <laughs> and i want i would prefer a four-wheel drive or an all-wheel drive vehicle something that has okay. a little bit more gra- ground clearance yeah. so i can you know go off road in the one in like 50 years that i actually do that because <laughs> i don't i don't actually do it most of us are on the road 99 <laughs> yeah. oh, of the yeah. time yeah but i like the idea yeah, yeah. Just so please. i prefer something like that so i thought of like that we have four mm. uh four hundreds are awesome but oh, they're, they're pretty big and they're yeah. pretty expensive yeah uh, the older, the FJ Cruiser, which okay. they don't make anymore. Okay. I want to say they stopped making those in like 2013. Mm. They were, they're really interesting looking. They'll often have, a, the roof is white. 
and they're like kind of squat and boxy looking. Ooh, okay. And they have the the rear doors open the opposite way that the front doors open. Mm. And it's got the rear tire on the back. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. I don't think so. I have to see it. It's a really interesting vehicle. Okay. And I love that. Yeah. They're super cool. I've heard they're horrible for like street driving. They have really bad visibility and awful, awful gas mileage. Okay. But I'm used to the gas mileage thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Ramy is yeah. kind of scraping Ramey the bottom. Is like, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah 15 kinda. per gallon, yeah. something like that. I got you. But do we have four, specifically the new ones, is mm-hmm. one of the ones I thought of. They're nice. Yeah, we can go for a test drive. Like yeah. mid-episode, we just like, right. like do like an instrumental break or something. And then we could. We and could then come that. back with an instrument. With the instrument. Yes. That's do you have I mean. a timeline? Time. For like in terms of a limit that you have to leave by? No. No? Okay, oh, you can sweet. go to like 3 a.m. if you wow, want to. Wow, awesome. I don't know how much, how okay, much content cool. I have by then. but Oh, there's, there's <laughs> endless content. So endless. we can talk for a while, though, and oh, maybe that'll sure. that'll be – I've never done that. So we could yeah, do a, a mid-episode break. break. Commercial break Yeah, or and That's come cool. back with music. Yeah, yeah. okay. Let's okay. That. That's a good good idea. How long have you had this rev for? This one I've had for like a couple months. So I had a similar car situation. I had an old Toyota RAV4, 2007. Okay. And it was beautiful. I mean, actually, no, it wasn't beautiful. It was beige. It was champagne colored. Really nice, reliable. I had it all through college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like a pink fluffy steering wheel. And it just, it had character, you know? It had like the, I don't know, we did a lot of life together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was halfway through, you know, the promenade intersection? Like I was on the way to work. Prob- Prob- I haven't been up there often, but I know okay. where. Yeah, I think I know. Yes, it's like it a, it's a pretty significant like intersection. Yeah. But my car, I was halfway through a turn, and it was like jam packed, five thirty traffic, uh-huh. and it just turned off. Like all my oh, like man. my steering turned off, everything turned off, and I had never like I've never been in this situation. And my I think that's got to be one of my most like nightmare situations that I could possibly be in is like I'm upsetting all of the people around me I'm holding up traffic all these people are trying to get home and all these thoughts in my head I'm like oh gosh and so then I had to call the police and then I was like I called my dad I was like oh shoot I've I've never been in this situation I was hysterically crying um for for no reason like I feel like this happens all the time but not to me um so I just yeah called the police um and to be clear were you crying and like freaking out because you were now potentially in danger like of a crash no or you were inconveniencing everyone. i was inconveniencing okay. everyone. <laughs> it was okay. like pure humiliation <laughs> because yeah it was just bad and i just it was one of those situations you know that you were i was supposed to change my coolant and i didn't it was hmm. one of those but i had a that's coolant what leak. caused it it was my coolant and then i had a bunch of like check engine lights come on uh, and i was like oh i can just push it a little bit longer like it's, it was going into the weekend so i was like okay i'm just gonna make it to work and then on monday i'll take it in and it'll yeah. be fine and then all my lights turn on and then everything turned off oh, man. um but this guy helped me try to jump start my car and it, i mean it didn't work but that i mean people were super nice about it but i just felt so bad i felt terrible um and i called called the police I called my my dad and I, I couldn't remember. I just blanked out on insurance, so I gave like gave him my like health insurance, like United Healthcare insurance card, like car. Uh-huh. Like, I just I blanked out, <laughs> and I just yeah, it was it was so bad. It was it was really bad, but um, yeah. And then he escorted. I just I'm looking back at the situation. I had I was in my scrubs. I had my nursing backpack on, and I was on the side of the street talking to this police officer. I pro- I just just at the situation. I just probably look like this sketchy sketchy person with a backpack on the side of the street crying hysterically with a I don't know. 
it just yeah <laughs> and then he escorted me into the back of the police vehicle because you're not allowed to ride in the front seat mm-hmm. so it looked yeah. like i was just being like detained and it was just and then i like i cried even more because then i was like all these people i'm inconveniencing all of them and now all of them think i'm like this felon like <laughs> being detained. i just i just spiraled it was not my prime mm. um so long story short yes i i have this car for <laughs> couple months um and i signed a car payment on it which i would not recommend to anybody um just free financial advice in in this podcast well i mean that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier yes yes that's that's the thing with like a new vehicle Mm -hmm. is an old thing like yeah i bought this on a loan but it's small it was 2500 bucks oh yeah not a big deal not too bad it was just it's just a personal unsecured loan yeah it's 90 or 80 bucks a month something like that super yeah. super small oh, manageable yeah yeah um but i have to put a lot of extra time and money into it yeah. working on it oh so yeah. like i just put a new alternator in a few nights ago that was 90 bucks mm. um and a wheel like a, a it's the idler pulley wheel okay it was like 22 dollars. okay this little wheel on a bearing Ooh. okay so you put money into an old vehicle, mm. not as much as an outright new vehicle, but yeah. you're always driving around. Like, I'm always driving around now, like today, yeah. thinking, I hope it's okay. Yeah, what's next? You know, what's going to happen next? <laughs> yes. So Easy. that's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, mm. either way, you end up spending a good chunk of change. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not buying groceries. It's buying a it's big... An investment. Yeah. yeah, it's a big thing. It's yes. a big mechanical thing yes. that is kind of really important in most of our lives yeah and it has so many things in it that can go wrong can go wrong yeah and a lot of time it happens i'm just like yes i don't know yeah that's yeah like most of the time if i'm gonna work on my car i Mm. open the hood and that's that's what i do i'm just like Mm. i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know i can check the oil like (laughs) The oil looks That's good. Car. Yeah, Here's like I checked my oil when I put in the alternator and okay. the oil looked great. I was like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I do know how to do that. I do. Awesome. I, I can say I, I do know how to check my oil. Okay. Um, I do know how to replace my coolant now too. That's like a, there's a I, I feel like this, this year has been a lot of life lessons that I have not wanted to learn, but needed to learn, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, I know how to do that now. Still don't know how to change a tire yet, but I mean, okay. who knows? That's easy. Yeah. 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 Is it okay? It is like YouTubeable type. I mean, yeah, duh, it's on YouTube. I absolutely could do that too. I I'd never even thought of that because yeah. like, but yeah, we have smartphones. That's how I changed my alternator. Oh. That's how I got my the pulley back on because what? we could not figure out how to release tension on the belt. So okay. you have on the front of the motor, like all these different wheels, and there's a serpentine belt that wraps around all of them, yeah. and it's yeah. tight. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there's tension on it but mm-hmm. so when i removed the thing i'm just like undoing a bolt and then all the tension gets released okay when i put it back on i have to get that belt back oh, to that yeah. place yeah and i didn't know how to relieve the tension mm. but there was an old guy on youtube who happened to have the same vehicle i did wow and looking at the same problem wow and put a video because he was like yeah i was searching and i found the problem and <laughs> I figured out the solution on a form and couldn't. I didn't see any videos on it, so I thought I'd make this for you yeah. guys. And oh, God bless those people. Yes, seriously. That's, that's man. That reminds me. So there's this guy um, on YouTube, and it's like he teaches. He's he's like this dad that teaches like 
he's supposed to teach boys how to like tie their ties or like the things that your dad Mm. was supposed to teach you when you're a kid that's awesome and he does it's really cool it's like a bunch of videos like that where like oh yeah how to how to straighten your tie how to put a tie on how to shave your face like things like like the Mm -hmm. basic things that like maybe someone hasn't learned but it just reminded me of that it's a really cool place people are people are cool on youtube you know people are pretty awesome in general i think people are pretty awesome honestly yeah yeah um uncommon people you know yeah Mm. But yeah, changing it, changing your wheels pretty easy. I couldn't change your tire. I know oh. we all mean like take the whole wheel off. Take it, yeah. But getting a tire off of a rim Ooh, is yeah. not something I can do without proper machinery. Mm. But changing your wheel, getting yeah. your spare on there is yeah. really easy. Super easy. Okay. Assuming your car came with the things for it. No. <laughs> it, no. It didn't? No, my old Toyota did. Yeah, it had. Did it have the one it on, the, on back? the back? Yeah, not this one. I feel gypped, honestly. It might have one though. Does it have one underneath, in the back? You know, I have not checked. I haven't looked it under should. my car. I need to. It should have one. I did not know that either. Especially given like the commercials for that vehicle is like yes. driving through the jungle. And Literally, stuff. yeah. It's a yeah. nice two wheel drive, and it's like oh, it yeah, is. It's str- yeah, it struggles. Okay. I, I, yeah, it's it's yeah. Honestly, I feel like I'm making you not appreciate your car. No, now. no, I'm just dragging my car right now. <laughs> just, it's awesome. Honestly, it's a great car. Big, yeah. I do love Toyota. It's a, I'm a big fan. Okay, so you can buy the a two wheel drive and a four wheel drive variant. Um, I don't know about 2021s because they they I, maybe it was just what they had on the lot, and I was just kind of like trigger ready, you know, and just uh-huh. ready. I didn't have a car, and I was like, I need a car, and so I just felt pressured. Uh-huh um but yes you know yeah it's it's real it's yeah i don't know that pressure car salesman pressure uh-huh. so i felt bad i ghosted the hyundai guy like he kept calling me <laughs> kept calling me every day like twice a day and i was like man really so did you go to a hyundai dealership before and look at them i i went to both so i there's the the tucson i think it's the tucson mm-hmm. um that's great too that had good reviews so i was like oh i'm gonna look at that too but yeah i just stuck with toyota rav4 yeah. yeah. It was not bad. Toyotas are great. I like Hyundai too yeah. now, honestly. Yeah. The new Hyundai, new Hyundais and Kias Ooh. look great. Ooh, okay. Like, controversial opinion. I was going to say. But I think the new Hyundais and Toyotas are better looking cars than all the regular like Fords, Chevys, even a lot of stuff from like Honda and Toyota, honestly. Oh, shoot. That's political. That's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> because I think they realized that everybody looked at those as like the cheap, ugly cars yeah. that aren't very special. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, everybody else was making cars that all look the same anyway. Mm. And now the new Hyundais I, and the Kia, I think they all look great. Dang. Like the Hyundai uh, Telluride, the oh, big yeah, SUV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that looks better than the Yukons. Oh. And the Yukon okay. is like twice the price. Yeah. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. What do you, What are your thoughts on uh, Kia Souls? I think they're okay. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> buy one. Okay. Okay. Because there's so many other options. Okay. But I wouldn't say no to one. Okay. If it was offered to me. Yes. So if anybody's listening, they're like, "Man, I have this Kia Soul. It's brand <laughs> new, and I just I don't want it anymore. <laughs> and I, I can't return it. I yeah. took it out of the box. Yes. Like I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I can have a secondary so that my old toad of a vehicle can just like <laughs> sit in the lot and i can yeah. work on it it's yeah. so i would drive one you would drive but one. i wouldn't pick one oh, you would okay not by cho- yeah no i wouldn't, wouldn't pick choice. one 
You wouldn't pick a Kia Soul by no. choice. No. What are your thoughts on a Kia Soul? I, you know, I'm not. You I don't can like be Kia brutally Souls. honest. I'm gonna be brutally honest. They, I don't like Kia Souls. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, this, this is me authentic opinion right here. I don't like Kia Souls. I just, I go to Whole Foods sometimes, and then there's always that Kia Soul like parked, and you never see it. And you like, you know, those memes that are like, oh, and there was a Kia Soul like in the parking. No, I don't know those ones. <laughs> like, I have to show you that. Meme. I don't know a lot of memes. It's like, ah, again, a Kia Soul, but um. Yeah, they're just, they're, I, I really, there's no reason why I shouldn't like it. I shouldn't be this this heated about a Kia Soul, but I just don't. That's like if someone says, what's a car you don't like? You're like, Kia Soul. Soul. Kia Soul. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're yep. really ragging on the souls right on now. On the souls. That's fine, though. Like, yeah. every car guy will rag on two cars at least. Uh-huh. The PT Cruiser. Okay. The Chrysler PT Cruiser. Yes. Which is horrendous. And the Pontiac Aztec, which is even more horrendous. Oh, okay. Both of those vehicles. There's actually an Aztec in our is it, our lot. Oh, we should um, egg <laughs> <laughs> When we go off for the break. Yeah. All right, we're back now. We're back now. We have two eggs left. <laughs> no, that'd be mean. Yes. We, we love Jesus on this show. <laughs> but anyway, those two cars, yes. I totally agree with everybody, is they're horrible. Yes. Okay. I feel like I'm getting into a negative place. Yes. Like I'm talking about all the cars I really don't like. Yeah. And now there are other ones are coming to mind. Oh, no. And there could be people listening who have one of these. Yeah. And they're like, man, I just love my car. And oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Yep. Here oh. we go. Yeah. That, and then they never listen it. to the show again. Nope. I just, okay. I want to put a uh, a warning in here. If you drive a Kia Soul, I that doesn't say anything about you as a person. I just don't like the car. Right. Yep. You are pr- They're very popular. Person. Yeah, they are. Why do you think that is? It's that, you know, that commercial. Do you think it was the ad? Yeah. (laughs) When they chose whoever the marketing guy was, who was like, we're going to have hamsters rep our car. Yes. Singing the Black Eyed Peas. That's honestly a brilliant strategy. It worked. It did. There's souls everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere there's a soul. There's a soul. There's a soul. Man, all the souls. Mm. All the souls. That's good. Well. Yes. What did you do today? <laughs> you did per- you did personal training. I do. I do 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 do. You were being trainer. trained. You have a personal trainer. I do have a personal trainer. I do. I just signed up for that. Um, I'm one of those people. I need like, I when I don't work out for a while, I just kind of need like an extra push to get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of my extra push for a couple months. So I'm doing okay. that. Um, it's great. I ten out of ten. I I go to Diamond Training, which is. Honestly, just shameless plug. They're really, they're great. Um, super supportive and encouraging and I'm a big fan. Um, so I've been doing that for a couple months and I was super into like, like fit, like uh, weight training mm-hmm. back in college and I just kind of fell out of it and I was like, dang it, I want to do it again. This is like something I've been passionate about, but kind of took a back seat. So I'm just, yeah, jumping back in. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, you, do you, uh-huh. so you really like the personal training. Is it because of just having someone come alongside you to get you back into the groove? Or is it something you feel like you generally want to have somebody else there if you're working out? Uh, Yeah, I think I I feel the push. When someone's, like, telling you, like, you're doing great, like – like you, I, I like to be around people, to, not to like compare myself, but to like push, give that extra push. Like you're mm-hmm. in a group, so you can't really slack or like you're, you're with another person. So you can't really like, like limit yourself, you know, like mm-hmm. you kind of, yeah, you kind of, you have that extra encouragement and push. So I thought it was good. I've never, well, I did back when I played soccer, I used to have a trainer, but, um, yeah, like this is the first 
couple months where I've done it like seriously. And I just, I think it's great. I, I would recommend it to anyone that wanted to do it, you know? Yeah. It's cool. That's awesome. Nice. You know, there's a gem very close to you. Yes, there is. <laughs> there is. That would be the easy way. That would be, honestly, yes. I <laughs> I, I could have done that. I really I was just going to shameless plug for Will, who, he was yes. episode two. So yes. Will, who, he owns okay. Ozark Iron. Okay, yes, you did tell me that. Yeah, that's yeah. literally like walking distance from my house. Yeah. It's a great gym. Yeah, it's really and it's, cool. I haven't had a membership there. Mm. But I've been in there a number of times because okay. I'm friends with Will. Yes. And the community there and the, like, cheering each other on, Yeah. I've seen it as awesome. Really? And I've only heard from other people who are who do go there mm. that it is just top-notch. Really? For that reason. Okay. That everybody's super encouraging, really yeah. strong community cool. feeling. So if you're in yeah. the market at some other point, we're like, you know, yeah. I want a place closer. Yeah. That one is right there. Dude, that would be, yeah. honestly, I'm looking for that camaraderie. I love that. Like, yeah. A, yeah, something about just like com- communal, like when you're doing that and get and you're around people and they're talking to you and you're like sharing similar lifestyle and you're like, man, like you got this, crush your goals. That's There's something about that that's mm-hmm. just like, man, it just, it sits with me. I love, I love that about the fitness community is they're super into that. But um, yeah, so big fan. That's awesome. good to know. That's yeah. good to know. Is, yeah. it, is it like a guy's, not like a nope. guy's gym? It's everybody. Or like a, everyone type Everybody. Gym. Okay. Cool. It's kind you? of a, it's a prime powerlifting okay. spot. Okay. But not because he intended it to be a powerlifting okay. gym. It yeah. just happened, kind it just of. Happened. So yeah. there are a lot of powerlifters there. Okay. But there's all kinds of other people. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Yeah. It's, I'll take mental note of that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Will you? It just, I feel a little awkward when I can't see people's faces as well. You I can, know, I'm like, you can put it a little lower though. Oh, okay, I was afraid and to then mess just, with the... No, you're yes, good. I, I know everybody's bobbing. worried about like touching the mic, but you can bring it down a little bit. Oh, good to yeah, know. Yeah, and then I you can just kind of like angle it up towards you anyway. Oh, these are fancy. I'm sorry, I didn't want to like mess around with it. No, you just good. had this big fear. I would like unplug it somehow or just, <laughs> just if I touch it too much. The laptop <laughs> just, explodes. Like, the whole um, yes. yes. So do you feel like you're pretty extroverted then? Oh gosh, no, 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 no. Okay. no. Yeah, that's yeah, man. I feel like I've I've taken every personality test that you can possibly take on the pursuit of self awareness, and uh, yeah, no, I definitely scored more introverted. I I think in this season though, I'm kind of I like to be around people that like bring me life and like encourage. I don't know. I, I feel like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I kind of, I'm definitely introverted in the sense that I need that rest and I need to kind of draw back and be in, in solitude, not, you know, like solitude, be, mm-hmm. be alone for a little bit. But um, yeah, I need that balance of the two. Okay. Yeah. I can feel my tank go out sometimes, you know, you yeah. need to like step back. So. Your tank go out when you've been around too many people? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. Gotcha. Yes. So. Have you always felt like you were that way? Yeah, as long as, like, as far as I can trace it back, I think I've always kind of been, yeah, I, I, I feel like, yeah, I've been, I've been more introverted since I was a kid. I think I was I'm very bubbly. Like, I like to, I'm a, I'm a pretty big, I like mm-hmm. conversations. I like quality time and, like, all of that stuff. But I definitely need to recharge. And, and I can feel myself when I get cranky or just, like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if I'm not getting my sleep, if I'm not getting my basic needs, um, or if I'm just being around people too much, I need a second to step back and be like, yeah, okay, hmm. I need to rest. I need to get back to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's so interesting to me. Yeah. I always thought I was an introvert. Okay. I like very much so. I mm-hmm. thought I was like totally one end of the extreme as yeah. far as introvert or extrovert goes. Yeah. And lately, like the last year, especially the last few months, mm. I've been questioning that a lot. Yeah. And I wonder if I suspect that a lot of that came from just fear. Mm. Like me thinking I was introverted came from not that I really enjoyed being by myself, mm. but I didn't know how to be around other people. Mm. It was scary and like social anxiety inducing okay. for yeah. me to be around other people. Yeah. And I always worried about how I was perceived or what I might mm. say or what I should or shouldn't say. I was just fearful of a lot of different things as far as interacting with other people. And so I just ended up being kind of isolated. And I thought that's how I was naturally bent. Mm. But the more I pushed against the fears I had, which were primarily related to, again, talking to people, basically. um, The more I pushed against those, the more I realized, oh, I really enjoy being around people. It's like all the time. Wow. Like I'll have a day off of work yeah. and be like I had a day recently mm-hmm. when I was off work, but my car wasn't running, so I oh. couldn't go anywhere. So I spent the day here mm-hmm. and just a few hours in, I was like, man, it's kind of lonely here. Mm-hmm. I wish there were some people around. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I can be, I, I'm here on my own, got like reading my Bible and listening to music and those are things I love. Yeah. But I just wish I was just wishing that I had people around. Mm. Normally, on a day off, I always go to a coffee shop. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I did today. Oh cool. In the morning, oh, got right. up. Yeah. yeah, got up, went to the coffee shop. Yeah. I do that all the time. Mm. My days off. One, I don't have a lot of off time. I work, you know, five days a week full time. Yeah. So I don't get that much opportunity to go out to the shops. And uh, so, I'm. If I have a day off, I'm going to be out and about. I'm going to be doing things. Wow. Um, like, yeah, just yeah. interacting with people. I love going to coffee shops and talking to people I don't know. Yeah. I love making new friends. Yeah. I love being around lots of people. Yeah. That's very energizing for me. Interesting. And so I think, yeah, I think I'm not an introvert. Wow. And you think kind of what you were saying earlier, you think it was like that fear, that social fear that mm-hmm. was kind of holding you back. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. What? How did you like overcome that? How was that? I just pushed against it, I guess. Just pushed against yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I remember going like two years ago or something, being depressed, mm. coming off of, I think, probably like a really hard day or weekend or something. Yeah. And walking to onyx in fayetteville when i I used to live down the road from there and walking there and sitting down like the sun was going down and it was really pretty i was not feeling really great Mm. and there was hardly anybody in there except like the baristas yeah and i was just like i should just talk to them yeah yeah they're just other human beings i should talk and so i started talking to them Mm. and from that day i started going to coffee shops regularly mostly that one and just talking to the baristas just without any agenda without anything in mind other than getting to know these people mm-hmm. and getting over my fear of talking to people wow um so that started to change that yeah and i'm around other people now who are way better at it than i am yeah like 
Thomas came in to, mm. to Old Pine today. Yeah. Hey, Thomas. <laughs> and he, like, comes and he, like, he puts his stuff down in the chair that was next to me because it was mm. another comfy chair. Yeah. He's like, I'll snag this one. Yeah. And then he goes off to, like, I think he was going to say hi to Maggie or something. And then he was coming back. And he starts talking with this dude over by the window and talks with him for, like, several minutes. And then he sits down and he talks more with him. Wow. And... Yeah. I, I keep looking back at them, and I gather from the conversation they don't know each other. No, yeah, yeah. He just sat down. Yeah, he just sat down so though, cool. and like that, man. connected with him. Yeah. And then later he finishes up, and he comes and sits down with me again. I'm like, dude, that is I'm. Just, it's so cool to me that you're able to do that. Yeah, That's I love natural tendency. Yeah, like you just, yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Yeah, that is cool. And for the longest time, I one of the things that keyed me into thinking this way was mm. that. I realized I'm not all that different from all the other humans in the world. Mm. And when I'm sitting by myself in a coffee shop, I would be happy if anybody came and sat down and talked to me. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's somebody I don't know. Mm. Anyone's welcome to do that. Yeah. If anyone's wondering, yeah. if I'm sitting in a coffee shop by myself, yes. you can come sit by me. Good to know. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Wow. And I thought, huh, mm. I can't be the only person uh -uh. who feels that way. No. Yeah. So... I should start talking to people who I don't know. That's yeah. that's good. I feel like we all desire connection too. Like yeah. at the at the like past all the small talk and everything. We all mm -hmm. just want to be known. We all just want to be seen. We all yeah. just want to be understood. And like yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome that you're pushing against that. That like pushing against that fear because I get that too. I'm like yeah. that too. Like it that the fear of man, the fear of what people think or how they perceive you mm -hmm. is is it's can be so binding. Like I I get that. I feel like I've always been that way of like fear. Like I always think about like when I walk in the room, I'm like, how am I going to, if, how are, what is, what am I going to say that's going to like influence how another person like responds, you know, like I'm always mm -hmm. thinking about the other, like the out, like what I say in, impacting them, but not really like thinking about, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. It's just, like not coming out right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 It's really hard to. Yeah. When you're self-monitoring all the time yes. based on what you think they will think of what you say, mm. it's really hard to just approach the situation honestly and just talk Yeah, as you would to anybody, yeah. as you would to, say, a family member or someone who you've always known because yeah. then you're not worrying about how they perceive you because yeah. they already the people who already know you already know you. Mm. But people who don't, you're like... I don't know if they'll take what I what I'm about to say the way I want them to take it. So, yeah. How do I make them yeah. see it the way I want them to yeah. in the way that I communicate? Yeah. But it's not about that really. It's just uh -uh. about being honest and speaking honestly and then letting other people like make up their own minds, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And not assuming the worst, exactly. Like not, especially about yourself and yes. other and how other people see you. Yeah. Not assuming they're gonna look at you negatively mm. for whatever reason, or assuming that they will have just they'll be hostile towards you if you have a differing opinion. Yeah. Like I try really hard to assume everyone has positive intentions. Mm. Everybody wants to get along. Yeah. And if they don't act like it, it's usually because they're hurt and they're like, somebody else has hurt them, hurt people, hurt people, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. 
And the only way you overcome that is by just pulverizing them with extra kindness. Extra kindness, yeah. Pulverize with kindness. Yeah, pulverize. I like that word. It's even more strong. Stronger than kill. Somehow stronger than kill. Kill. (laughs) I don't want to kill them. Yeah, no. (laughs) Just just beat the crap out of them with your kindness. (laughs) kindness. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, that's such a... That's so good. That's such a good realization too. Like I can't control what you think about me. Like yeah. you have your own idea of you, you make your own. I have no control over mm-hmm. that. You know, I have control of what I say. I have control of what like, yeah, like how I present myself. But I have no control over what you feel or yeah. what you you think. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I guess you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. your your response, not mm-hmm. mine. So. And what I think and feel also doesn't define you. Exactly. So nothing about you changes based on how I take anything yes. you say exactly man that's that's truth right there mm-hmm. that mm, that is good so do you remember struggling with this as a as a child oh, like making friends yes well making friends i think not so much making friends but like having a strong sense of worth or having like a like a yeah a, the identity thing i felt like a big lie that i i'm definitely working on now um and have had to readdress and something that i partnered with um, since like high school, <clears throat> sorry, um, is feeling like my voice doesn't matter or feeling like, like my, I, people don't want to hear me, you know, like, I feel like that is something that like the enemy just tries to put right in my head and mm-hmm. like sit in my heart. And so that's why I'm so perceptive of like, yeah, like what other, you know what I mean? But it comes from a place of like, came from a place of insecurity of like self, you know, mm-hmm. feeling like I didn't have anything to bring to the table. Um, or just feeling like unseen or unheard. Um, and that was like a lie that was just kind of placed in there and that I partnered with for so long. And it's actually, it's funny you bring that up because that's literally this week, like what I've been digging into again or like reopening, um, Mm. this last Saturday. So Marley, my roommate, Marley, um, super cool girl. She brought me to this lunch, um, and it was about identity, of course. And she was like, I think you need to come to this. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm coming. Um, and it talks, it's really cool. It's through this, uh, this church plant, but, um, we went to this lunch and the lady who was speaking was talking about identity and your purpose in Christ and, and whatnot, and just your identity in whole. Um, and at the end she was like, okay, I want you guys to ask God, like, ask God for a word about your identity or like purpose, just kind of like open the space up and just ask God. Um, and I just like felt like since like he said songbird and I was like, okay, cool. Like I like music, like <laughs> that mm-hmm. makes sense. But then he was like, no, it's deeper than that. Liv. Like it's deeper than that. Your whole life you've been trying to squash your own voice and like, and you've let the enemy try to come in there and take your voice from you or feeling like you can't, you can't say it, you know what I mean? Or like speak, speak your truth or be honest or yeah. Feeling like you have to squash your own voice. And he's like, I, I have the opposite. I've spoken the opposite over you. You're a songbird. You declare truth. You declare freedom through what you say, um, and truth. And yeah. And it was just like one of those moments, you know, you're just like, whoa, like it's such a simple, simple concept, but like, I don't know. It mm-hmm. just stuck with me. I'm like, dang it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I definitely try to squash my own voice or I let the enemy try to come in and squash my voice and, um, and it comes through different, it comes through different facets, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's funny you say that. That's literally what I'm learning, I'm learning this week. <laughs> so it's cool. It's yeah, that's, it's definitely interesting. So songbird is such a pu- beautiful description. Dude. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I helped yes. somebody at work the other day whose last name was bird song. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <Yes>. that's amazing. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, yeah. And that's one of my, just 
bird song. It's one of my favorite things. Mm. Any day, like now that the weather's what it is, I can leave the window open kind of all the time. Yeah. So pretty much every morning when I wake up, I hear birds. Yeah. And I just love that. Yes. And yeah, yes. Uh, it's such a peaceful, beautiful sound. It is. Yeah. Even though birds, when I went to Australia, um. the birds there felt very confident. Mm. Like they they sung their songs. They sung it, and they're yeah. very interesting songs, yeah. a lot of them. Oh yeah. And it made me feel like birds in America are really timid. Really timid. Like yeah. <laughs> they're holding back. Like they're maybe yeah. they're too used to humans being around. Yeah. And they're still like yeah. socially anxious. Yeah. Socially anxious songs. <laughs> socially anxious songbirds. <laughs> That'd be a really good band name. Mm-hmm. Socially anxious songs. It's like a punk band. Like that could be. I'm trying to think of ways. I don't know. I'm. We're just. I'm just going to catalog that. Yeah. That name. Write that down. Socially anxious songs. You could use that someday. Like you know. I could. Never know what setting. I don't know in what. If the episodes had subtitles, maybe that would be. That would be this one. You could socially anxious songs. Socially anxious (laughs) songbirds. I like it. I like that. Yeah, but it's so true, though. And even, like, I wish we could just, um, like, give, like, you know how there's those, uh, it's like, you can put those earphones, earphones, those, it's like a headphone in, but you can translate other languages, you know? It's like a new, it's a modern technique. I know there's the thing that yes, does that. Yes, and I like think the UN it. has those. Yes, yeah. 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 But if we could do that with animals, like, if they had some type of language that we didn't know like about, Like Eliza you know? Thornberry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally. Yes. That yeah. would be. That would be worth like hearing what they have to say. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Would like I went on a walk like, today. I mm. walked around Gully Park. Mm. Beautiful day for a walk. Mm-hmm. And I looked at some squirrels. Yeah. And I went like that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't. I can't speak squirrel very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they kind of you know they stop and they look at you. Yeah. And they're like, what did you just say? Yeah, like, <laughs> what? what? And it's like, hey, Bob, you cursed at me. <laughs> Get a load of this human. You know, like, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I watched them a little bit, and then I walked more, and there was a cat up a tree. Yeah. And it, this experience taught me that cats, the whole trope of, like, getting a cat out of a tree when it's stuck is probably total bogus. Okay. Because cats can climb trees really well. Oh, yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah, they're smart. They're clever creatures. Yeah. And they just like, they hold on to it just like a squirrel. And he just kind of like slithered down right to me when he saw me and just kind of, you know, did his cat things and like rub against my leg. And I loved it. That's awesome. Cats are great. I just, animals in general, just anything furry. Anything furry. Yeah. Yeah, Those, they're fun. I have to show you, have you met our cat? We have a cat named Hermie. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Hermie. Hermie. He is, this morning, he was just, this is unrelated, but related. He was just giving me the evil eye. Like, he would sit on the perch on the side of the couch and just stare. And it was the most creepy thing. And he did it with Jenna, too, when she was in the bathroom, like, praying or something. And he just sits, he, like, creeps in and he just stares. And it's, I don't know what's, maybe it's a behavioral thing, but it's, it's freaking weird. Does it's he weird. seem like he's not in a good mood he with this particular like he... stare? I, it seems like I've never seen him do the stare before, so it kind of freaks me out. But it, huh. I also just can't—I don't know—I can't read him. He's—he's he's one of those cats that's like, I don't know. He's kind of—he's kind of reserved with his emotions. I, <laughs> I, it's Hermie, right? Hermie. I yeah. Met her, I met him once. Yes. 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 And 
Yeah, I can't imagine reading him very well. No, he's his yeah. face just always looks that way, right? He, he yeah, he just looks like that. He just looks like grumpy and, and mad. All he's time. almost got the grumpy cat. Yeah, kind he of does. Look. He does. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest Didn't he die? Did he die? <gasps> no. <laughs> oh, no. I think Grumpy Cat died. Oh yeah. It was either him or Piano Cat. Oh. You remember Piano Cat? Like, yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, with like Dang. the blue robot or whatever. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. That's sad. Piano Cat used to follow me on Twitter. What? Like the, <laughs> the actual piano cat. Yeah. I mean, it was probably run by a human, but still, yeah. Yeah. No, I because I started on Twitter years ago when it was not what it is now. Mm-hmm. Before it was cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. And piano cat started following me at some point. I don't know why. Wow. I don't even know what I would have posted. Yeah. To like at the time. interact with piano cat. To to just interact with anybody. I don't know what I use Twitter for. Ooh, yeah. I don't know what people... Well, I know people use Twitter just like anything else, I guess, now. Social yeah. media. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Piano Cat. Piano Did you have pets growing up? We did. We we had... So my mom... Oh, like, backtrack. So we, we always had a cat. Well, actually, yeah, we had cats. Um, but my first pet um, was Rosie, who was this white dog. I don't, really don't remember. It was, it was, like, a short term. It was, like, when I was really young as my mom's... Um, had that we had several shelter cats my dad was allergic to cats so we like oh. kind of yeah i was kind of like a Ooh. um my dad is allergic to cats and um yeah so but we had yeah the one that i remember the most um was little dipper i was super into like constellations when i was kids uh-huh. i had a bunch of like starbucks and i was really obsessed with the little dipper for, for no reason like there's no reason why i should have been so obsessed with stars but um, it was really fascinating. I mean, stars are pretty cool. Actually, they are really cool. They're amazing. Yeah. I love space. Space is fascinating to me. But um, yeah, I named. We had a cat that kind of looked like we had two cats um, that kind of like the same Hermie, like Persian type style cats. And mine was Little Dipper. And my sister Emma uh, named our other cat after our cousin Carly, Carly Rose. So she had. We have one Carly Rose and Little Dipper were our cats for a while. And then my mom went through this phase of, like, wanting to show chihuahuas. Like, she wanted to be a, a breeder and shower of chihuahuas. So hmm. she would take them on the ring or, like, give them to the people to, like, take them around the ring and, like, showcase them. Wow. So we had a lot of different chihuahuas in our house. We had, like, Stewie. <laughs> there's just so many that I can go through. Like, Petunia. Uh, there's just a bunch. So. Wow. Yeah, we had a bunch of different cats. Wow. Or dogs and cats. Yeah. A lot of pets. Yeah. Yes. Move, move this a little move bit it. closer. Move yeah. it closer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oops. I keep doing that. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I I feel weird when I give people instructions in the mic no. after recording. Oh, that's. But. Fine. It's okay. Anyway, we'll just roll with it. Yeah. It works for me. And yeah. so you grew up in New Jersey. I did. Yes. For how long? Yes. I. I. So. What's New Jersey like? Yes. Where in New Jersey? Okay. So it is. They call it the armpit of the East Coast. Um. I don't know why, because I love New Jersey personally. I've seen parts of it that look just beautiful. It's stunning. It's really beautiful. It's like a hidden gem. But so I was born in New York, um, lived there for like four to five years. And then I was born in Bronx, New York, which is where my dad's from. And then I grew up in, we moved to Cranberry, New Jersey, which is like this small colonial town. Hmm. Um, I think in total there was like 3,500 people. And it like the best way to put it, like we would have, it was like a Disney Channel movie town, you know? Um, we would have fairs. We'd have, like, the drug-free fair, like, the Cranberry Day Festival, and we'd have pie-baking contests. It was, like, the wow. ideal bubble town that you could be in. And everyone kind of knew each other. It was, like, the small-town Disney Channel movies 
type town. And it was really yeah. cool. And I lived there for, lived in Cranberry till about, <clears throat> I think I was 15. And then we moved to Princeton, New Jersey, which is like Princeton University. It's kind of a bigger. Oh, bigger okay. Town. Yeah, yeah. We lived okay. there. We lived in that area and that also very beautiful. Um, but lived there for, is it raining? <gasps> oh, this is so wow. nice. Wow. It was a very sudden, just like white wow. noise kind of thing. When I said Princeton, it just started pouring rain. <laughs> it's just crazy. So is it, I didn't know, is it named after the town? It's like the University of Princeton? Um, I don't know. I, I genuinely okay. don't know. But it's Princeton University and the Church of Scientology are both in there. Oh, uh, there's wow. like this massive church in there. Um, like yeah. the headquarters. I don't know if it's a headquarters. Or is it, do they just have one there? I think they have one there. Okay. And then um, the headquarters are in oh. California. That's so nice, man. They probably can't hear any of it on oh, here. Oh, no. Yeah, but we're just like, yes. It's raining outside, and oh, it's, it's just made, the, and, and then it stopped. Oh, no. There's yeah, like, ambiance. it's like there's giants up in the sky, and yeah. they're like splashing bucketfuls down. Yes. And sometimes the bucketful goes like over your patch. Yes. And I it's love very it. loud. It's very and, loud, and oh, then it goes away. It's such a nice sound. Though. That is the best. I love the rain. I do one of my favorite weather types. Yes. The rain. So yeah, I'm a big fan. But yeah, so Princeton. Princeton. Grew up yes. in Princeton. You said to you were seventeen. I was about uh, fifteen. Fifteen or sixteen. And then I you was, moved to. Yeah. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Then you moved to Fayetteville. Okay. Yeah, after I graduated. So, yeah, it was like a, we moved, we moved around a bunch in New Jersey, um, like Cranberry, like that's a, a longer, a longer story, longer, longer set of stories. But yeah, we moved around in New Jersey a bunch of times, but, um, we moved to Arkansas. Emma was, it was her sophomore year of high school and then I graduated. So, so I was younger gonna, than you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Two years. Oh, a year in. I know, I know this. I literally know this. Oh gosh, it's she's. We're close. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're close. And you're 25, right? I'm 25. Mm-hmm. So Emma is 23 yes. currently. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's 23. Very wise. Just <laughs> awesome. I could just hide my sister up for days. Like she's a gem. <laughs> hey Emma. I literally, yeah. She. Hey Emma. <laughs> she will be listening to this. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> she's so cool. She's a she's a freaking awesome person. Um. Yeah, ten out of ten, Jim. So, yeah. Emma cool. just gives off. Hey, Emma's just. I'm like, yeah, half talking to her, and yeah. then just, I'm just talking about. It. She gives off this like quietly goofy. Air. Oh my gosh! Yes. 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 She's a hundred percent, man. I made a list. So okay, so I knew you were going to ask me this question, and I told you I'm a very internal, okay. internally processed. Which question was it? Um. It was the question that I thought you were going to ask me was about family dynamic. I don't know why I thought you would ask me that specifically. We will talk about plenty of that. Yeah. I was like, I had this whole, it's so funny. I like, I I told you, I can't, I'm not an external processor Uh with like deep things or like, you know what I mean? Like backpack, Mm -hmm. back history, especially things that I haven't thought about for a long time. And like even things that I've already processed, if they haven't been like freshly like microwaved in my brain, then it just kind of like, it's like, bleh. you know, it just kind of like comes okay. out so wrong. Yeah, I just like, I, man, I don't know if you do this too. Maybe it's, you pro- I don't know. Um, but what you were saying about like your internal radar or like, like what you're, we were talking about something about with your internal, um, something about, I can't remember what the word you used. But, I don't remember either. And I that's don't know totally fine. I, Before yeah. we started recording? I think it was right. mid. We were talking about like the the introvert versus extrovert. Oh, okay. And yeah, then yeah. we were like like people that are kind of internally said something, but huh. like I, I don't know. I 
it doesn't matter. Anyways, I just think I, um, I'm one of those people that like, if I haven't processed it, if I haven't taken like two to three business days to process something and it just comes out like, like spilled, like it just comes out Uh um, in conversations or, you know, like if it's a deep conversation and if I haven't processed it, I'll say something. And then I think about it for like the next couple of days and then I'll revisit that conversation again because it's not what I meant to say, you know, Uh it's not like, like not my true not my not the truth in that and then it bugs me and i'm like Dang okay it. so i have to process <laughs> so if you're it. not prepared at all before, so if i'm not prepared that's but what happens yeah i wish i was i wish i was one of those I, I used to tell people i was an external processor but i'm not not by any means but okay um, so olivia has three notebooks i have three. <laughs> right just three I, do. I don't know why i brought this this one is like my first um uh poetry notebook like i used to like in Okay, so that's an unrelated story, but I had this awesome English teacher named Miss Jones um, when I was in high school. And she's listening. She, I hope so, yeah. man. Mrs. Jones, Miss <laughs> Pat Jones, shameless plug. She's incredible. She have you seen Freedom Riders with Sandra Bullock? No. Oh, okay, okay. So it's this, it's that movie. Um, she gives like all of her students a notebook, uh-huh. and she was like, "Okay, I want you to just like write what you're feeling, write just write out like everything, and like turn it into art, turn it into poetry, or something like that." And that was Miss Jones. She was she gave us all like creative notebooks, and she's like, "If you want to draw something, if you want to write something, do it." So I straight up, I man, I gotta show you this. Part of wow. it's really cringy. You said middle school? This was high school. High school. school. Yes. She was so cool. Very unconventional. But um, this is, ooh, like part of this is kind of cringy. But I was (laughs) like, I like had my old middle school note. This is from middle school. um, And I have like all these collages. And it's just, it's interesting. Bunch of poetry in here. I I don't know why I brought this. but That's great though that you even have it. (laughs) I know. Because the notebooks I had from that time of life, I literally threw away. You threw them away? Oh, yeah. Which man. they were more specifically journals. So it was okay. like things I was dealing with. Like, yes. I think I'm supposed to be with this girl. Oh, You know, gosh, like yes. things like that. Yes. Like, I don't need these. Dude. I have notebooks yeah. that I've kept that mm. I look back. I'm like, there's, there's some this good, is, yeah, there's some good some nuggets in there. here. Yeah. 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 Good meaty nuggets. Good meaty nuggets. This <laughs> is like pure 100% white yes. meat nugget. Yes. Yes. And, uh. I have those. They're oh. all right there. Those are oh, those by are... no means all filled up. Oh, those are, are those moleskin? Moleskin notebooks? Yeah. Most of, the, most of the small ones are full. I oh, think all wow. of the small ones are full. Oh, wow. But the bigger one is not. Okay. Wow. That's so cool. So you're a writer too. You like to I write. I really enjoy writing. Wow. Yeah. Just like free thought or like poetry? or um, you like to... I would say I'm poetic when I write, but not a poet. Okay, that's fair. Maybe romantic is a yeah. better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. I write more eloquently than I speak, I yes. think. Yes, Unless I'm... I, I never speak as eloquently as I write. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is usually... It's very free form. It's, I don't usually prepare anything that I write. I just... Like, on my website, on the blog there, if I write something, I just kind of have an idea... And then I start writing about it and whatever it's usually done in like half an hour and I'm done. And that's what gets posted. Wow. And I think that you're not good. I don't know what somebody who knows about writing would say about it. I don't know any of the words. I don't know like how to describe how to write well. I think my writing is good. Yeah, And it's all subjective to you. Yeah. I mean, even though just like um, the 
technical rules of oh, like, things. Like, like the pros. Yeah, like I, I don't know. know what any of that means because nope. I just never learned it. Yeah. I just fair. write based on, I guess, how I've read. Okay. Like I read good books. Yes. And I, that goes into my brain and influences how I write. Oh. So I, I really enjoy writing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I'll, unrelated but related, um, I think you're a very good question asker. Like you're, there's some people that are very good at like – like knowing how to formulate a question and it comes out eloquently. And I think you do that very well. And I meant Thank to you. tell you that now, just to hype you up first, your teeth and then <laughs> just the type of Joel podcast. Yes. <laughs> but for real, I think you do like what the way you ask questions and like, like formulate conversation, it's organic and it's not forced and it doesn't, it doesn't feel forced. So it makes the other person feel like, I don't know, not pressured to answer you know what i mean it just comes Good. out organic so i think I'm you have a strength in that so i just want to say that too i think you. yeah you're a very good eloquent speaker but yes yes right where were we what was the question we were talking about your notebooks oh gosh yeah i do that i man i tend to do it's that. okay this conversation is just a conversation it's just conversation just, just goes wherever Yes. Okay. So you so have, you, I, have I have three notebooks. I have way more notebooks, but I narrowed it down. <laughs> um, and so you asked me about Emma. Yeah. And I wrote out everything that I would like to say about Emma. So Emma, okay. turn this up. So my sister, um, yeah, we're, we've always been best friends. I think we have a soul tie. I don't think we have a That's soul tie. Good. We're just like, we're Jonathan and David, you know, like just nice. kind of like just that two peas in pod. And I think that comes a lot from how my parents disciplined us. Like we, whenever we would get into fights, which we didn't really, like, we weren't those types of siblings that would get into fights, like, or physical fights, or, I, I, at least that, as I remember, we didn't really fight that much, mm-hmm. um, but my mom would be like, okay, guys, like, whenever we did get in a fight, she'd be like, you have to hug each other for, like, a minute, so we would just, like, stand there, <laughs> like, hugging each other, and, like, eventually one of us would start laughing, and, uh-huh. then, like, it would just, it would resolve, um, that's so that a was re- our- I recommend that way of disciplining. Yes, that is, I've never so even done great. it, but it sounds awesome. It was great. It was great. Um, and yeah, I think it just kind of facilitated like that, that loving relationship. Um, but Emma is, I think growing up, she, she wasn't rebellious, but she's very curious. Like she had a lot of questions about how things were run and she's very like, let's find a, so- like a better solution to that. So she's brilliant too. She has a brilliant mind. Um, and like you said, she is kind of quiet, but goofy, but growing up, um, yeah, she skipped first grade. I'm just going to boast on her because you won't do it. And I will (laughs) (laughs) hopefully brag about Emma. I mean, I freaking love her. Um, so yeah, she skipped first grade. She's brilliant. Um, she, yeah, I was reading Charlotte's web as like really young, really young age, reading like big books for such a, like a tiny tot. And, um, yeah, just naturally, naturally more like question based would like question the things in the universe and like, Mm. or not think, I don't know. She just questioned a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I think that would come off as kind of like rebellious or like kind of this, but she was just curious. Mm. She genuinely had like a, like wonder for the world. Um, and she's just been such a like steady foundation for me too. like throughout my whole life with my best friend. Um, and the best way to put it, I feel like a lot of the time I'm like a balloon and I'm just kind of like going this way. And like she kind of brings me back down to earth and is like, okay, Olivia, like bring it back to square one. Like here, what's, what's truth in this? Um, yeah, Emma's very discerning, very honest, very authentic and just a worth getting to know, worth like cracking open. Um, and it's, yeah, yeah. Such she, a violent image. I know, but... <laughs> pulverizing with kindness. <laughs> 
she is one of those worth like yeah she has a lot of a lot of good things in her um and yeah she's not mean spirit i'm just gonna i'm just gonna turn into emma podcast <laughs> maybe you still want to be on it just so no. she can hype you up literally <laughs> just do a reverse uno yeah but like yeah she is just so cool just her brain Man, a word I had for her. She's just like a finely tuned machine, like brilliant. Her the way her brain works, the way she thinks is just so. It's not like I've seen, and I I, I might be biased, but like yeah, she's just great. She's just a gem. Yeah, so. and you guys live together. And I mean, so together. obviously you yes. have a good so relationship. Now, yes, yes, we've always had. There's never. There's been seasons where we've gone. Like actually, most of our life, we've gone to different schools. Like I went to Catholic school. I went to public. Um, just kind of we've never had like the same friend group until this season like we've we've never been in the same like social interactions until now and mm-hmm. it's it's really refreshing like it's really nice um i feel like yeah she's she's great so that's awesome yeah that's my spiel on Emma. <laughs> <laughs> that's great i'm really glad to hear that yeah i have so the person mm-hmm. in my family i'm the closest with is my younger brother hey yes. aaron okay i he Wants to listen, yes. and I don't think he has yet. Last time I talked to him, he had not made time to listen to the show okay. yet. Hey, Aaron, listen up. Yeah. Listen so up. he's Emma's age. Okay. He'll he'll be twenty three in August. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think I could live with Aaron, right? Do you think we could live together, Aaron? I, I feel like we would get yeah, along. We, we we get along much better now. Okay. Part of that is because we don't live together anymore. Mm. But also because we've both grown a lot and we're a lot older. But okay. we, I enjoy Aaron's company so much. Yeah. yeah. He is a fellow four oh. with a five wing, which is the same thing that I am. Okay. And that's yes. really interesting. Yes. And we just kind of understand our each other's processing methods mm. very easily. Yeah. Kind of more naturally. It seems, I, it seems like when I meet other fours who are very much for mm. like they can intuit what i'm intending yeah better than a lot of people can yeah that's fair i feel like my thoughts meander a lot yeah. and sometimes my way of communicating a point can be not very straightforward mm. but depending on your personality type you might be able to fit that together better like it makes sense mm. easier yeah like I listened to Kanye West's episode of the Joe Rogan show. Oh yes. Have you listened have you listened to it? I have. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love Kanye West. I think he's either a complete genius. Yeah. Or he's a little bit insane. Oh yeah. But but he made sense to me. Oh, like the yeah. way he was yeah. formulating his thoughts. Mm. I was like, you know, yeah. I think I get what you're saying, I Kanye. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. you're That's... doing it in a really roundabout way. But I get it. But I get it. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah. Hey, Kanye, I know you're listening. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would get me some some that uh, streams. Would, that would. Woo. Yeah. That's so funny. I it's think, like uh, episode 13 of the podcast. My friend Kanye joins Kanye me. West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be someday. Funny. Someday. Someday. Yeah, I think. Someday. Um, I think it was Adam Shores that said this, that, that he's like the upside down man, that like everything that the world is doing, like he's doing the complete opposite. So like when he was, I don't know, like when the world was completely, I can't remember exactly. He said something about the upside down man and that like stuck with me. But yeah, Kanye West is, is very interesting, very intriguing, you know, yes. like he's one of those people that you're like, hmm, I watched his uh, Wyoming documentary, you know, where he was... I don't um, know that, no. Uh, it wasn't... Maybe it wasn't white. Wherever he came out with his whole, like, his whole new album, and someone was interviewing him on the ranch and was like, 
yeah, just kind of asked him his thought process and like, what's, what's the easy church? Like, what is, what is all this? And it was uh-huh. actually very interesting. Huh. Um, I'll send you it. It's actually, it's, it's worth the watch. It's, okay. it's to understand them. It's just very cool. Yeah. But yes, yes, fours. I do love fours. Fours, four wing fives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're what doing, are you? I'm a nine wing one. Nine wing one. Nine wing okay. one. Enneagram speak for yeah. people Enneagrams. who are wondering. Yeah. There have got to be some people who listen and yeah. I start saying numbers Mm. And people are like, what the what heck are they, are they talking, talking about? about? <laughs> like the Enneagram, personality yeah. assessment. I don't like to say test. No. Yeah, it's a um, I don't recommend people test for it. I recommend a book. I always recommend people read a book on yeah. it. I don't know if you read a book or not. Yes, but all of them. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you are a nine wing one. I you am. know. I am too cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm. fun. Mm. Oh, sorry. I identify with it. Yes. Yes. I yes. Identify. It doesn't define you. It doesn't you. define It just me, describes you. But it describes me. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. a good tool. It's a good It really is a good resource. tool. <laughs> I will say it. I will say it. Yeah. Man. But yeah, Aaron, yes. my younger brother, yes. Yes. He, he is a four-wing five and we, we drive well. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's the same kind of age Dynamic. gap there too okay. as you and Emma. Okay. Yes. I'll be, so we're like, what is that? I turn 26 next month, and he turns 23 mm. in August. So we're not quite three years apart. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Is that right? Is that three? Yeah, like two. Yeah. We're, two, we're, yeah. They're about, yeah, about yeah, three yeah. years about apart. Yeah. 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 And cool. when when's your birthday? September 28th. September 28th. Yes. When's your, so yours is next month. April 7th. April 7th. Okay. I want to plan some kind of party yeah. I don't know what to do about it, though. Okay. Because this space feels a little small. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. If okay, somebody cool. else wants to host, I, was gonna say, I would be happy yeah. to have it at someone else's that place. Be, let me check with the room. I'm one of those people that I'm like, yes, let's do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I have to ask. I have to be better about asking. But yes, I would love yeah. that. Yeah, go do ahead and like, ask. Do you like themed parties? Are you like a themed person? I've never... Straight? really celebrated my birthday because i've never cared about my birthday before oh okay i've always been like oh man here's another year of life oh man (laughs) yeah 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 so this is the first year i'm like man i'm gonna take opportunities to celebrate yes and my mom's gonna be here oh yeah so even better yeah even better that's cool yeah yeah so my birthday is in april april okay april 7th yes and September 28th. I have a brother whose birthday is in September. September 1st. September 1st. Okay. Yeah. September hey, Josiah. Josiah. I know there's almost no chance you're listening, but ah, maybe still. my mom is listening and she'll like yell to him from the other room. There you go. Hey, mom. Yeah. <laughs> my mom does listen. Hey, mom. That's so fun. Yeah. I love that my mom listens. That's weird. Always been biggest cheerleader. That's amazing. It's always been my mom. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is really cool. Super supportive, super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Wow. Even when it's like, oh, Joel's trying to cross the country on his bicycle. Do it. <laughs> I guess you got to go, but be safe. Be you know, safe. Like, Godspeed. Just yeah. always been mm. so wonderful. Mm. So wow. grateful for my mom. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. We can get into that, like, with you. Like, oh, family dynamics. Yeah. yeah. Family dynamics. Let's talk about family Are dynamics. Are these notebooks things that you, like, did you write things in anticipation of this? Or these are just notebooks that have information from your past? These... Uh, that you're gonna for, draw from yeah that's exactly what it okay. is yeah it's i yeah i should i should precursor it's not like none of this is like 
planned out, uh-huh. but I want to, I need to like, I will meander and I yeah. will rabbit hole real quick. Uh-huh. So I need to like, look at these bullets. <laughs> and part of this too was what I was saying. Like I need to reprocess, not reprocess, but like re go back there and figure out what's truth in that. And what's like, uh-huh. what really, what's really like, what really was there? What's truth in that? And um, yeah, yeah. Kind of what we were talking about earlier, like talking from a place of just being on the other side of a lot of things that mm-hmm. have happened um, and being in a place of life and light and wanting to go back to the dark places and bring light to it and not just like come from a place of just complete, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. complete open wound. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not easy. That's not easy. Yeah. And I don't necessarily recommend it. I recommend mm-hmm. if you have an open wound, especially yeah. with in regards to relationships, yes. yes. talk to someone about it. Yes. Not the internet. Yes. Find friends in person. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't have friends, I'm sorry, but yes. there are people who want to be your friend. Exactly. So find those people. Yes. Find somebody you trust. Yes. And and talk through. Maybe go to therapy. Therapy. Too. Therapy, therapy is, is recommended. Great. Therapy. I've is never great. been. Oh yeah, it's just great. But I should have. have. <laughs> but I should. I have. definitely should have. Honestly, it's just great to have a non-biased person to come mm-hmm. and look at your situation and help you like navigate it, even if you don't know like how you or if you're like me who went through a long season of life where you just completely shoved your emotions down and you numbed and you did everything to escape them mm-hmm. like help talking with someone else to bring it out of you helps you just go through you have to go through it you know what i mean like yeah. you have to feel it yeah you have you can't numb your whole life and escape your whole life and i've found that so mm-hmm. but i'm i'm also not a therapist so i can't really yeah but i'm just just there is no like <laughs> medically sanctioned advice on this. No, this is no, this is this just podcast. yes, this is just, just. But we're pretty smart. We're pretty smart in individuals. Yeah, that have lived a lot of life. Yeah, we're very old. We're very wise, <laughs> wise young people. <laughs> very wise. Yeah. But yes, um, yeah. Okay, so two things I wanted to share. We kind of talked about this before, but to everyone that's listening or whoever's listening, I just kind of want a precursor. Family dynamics, going into deep stuff. First thing, um, talking about like family stuff and family dynamic or parents and all of that stuff. I just want to precursor this and say that like all of our parents are just grown up kids. All of our parents tried their best that they could, you know, mm-hmm. they could with what they were given. And that's kind of the perspective I want to look at this. Um, I also just want to kind of talk from a place of that and understanding that. And that helps a lot with forgiveness too. So mm-hmm. I don't, that's just worth putting out there. And the second thing, I want to pray. Okay. <laughs> is that cool with you, Joel? Yeah. We, can, we cool. have not prayed on the podcast. Oh, but... cool. Okay, cool. 12th person praying. Let's yeah. go. Okay, so you're going to cool. pray. I'll, yeah, I'll pray. Shoot. Okay. All right. I'll do, I'll do a quick prayer. Okay. All right, Lord, I just thank you for Joel. I pray that you would bless his podcast. I pray for this whole conversation about family dynamic. Um, I pray that you would give me the words um, to speak from a place of light um, in a dark situation. And I just, yeah, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you'd guide the conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Just a quick prayer. Just yeah. a quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it just, I don't know. I'm just putting God at the center of it. It just really helps me. So that's yes. cool. Understandable. So, yes. So family dynamic. Let's go in. Let's break this down. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess I'll start with my dad. Um, my dad, I, he grew up very achievement oriented. Uh-huh. Um, I guess if we're, if we're telling stories, we can, I like to give context to the characters and like uh-huh. get, so everyone can get a painted image of who they are, um, and whatnot. So my dad, um, grew up in the Bronx and he, uh, very achievement oriented. Um, he's the oldest of six siblings, I think. Oh, is there someone here? I- I mean, somebody's pulling in the parking lot, but I'm just curious who it is. It's Ooh. not. 
Oh. JC will come back at some point. Okay, he can join the conversation too. He's welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> JC he probably do. won't, but but he'll be back Good at some point. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, anyway, so, yes. Okay, so dad, uh, very cheap. <laughs> I told you I will rabbit hole. I will do that. Um, get distracted, but I'm back in. Um, dad's very achievement oriented from a young age. Um, uh-huh. Grew up in the Bronx. Uh, his parents. Uh, my grandpa was a firefighter. My grandma was a nurse. Um, very hardworking, very like mm-hmm. driven people. Um, and my dad was the oldest of six, I believe, oldest boy of six. Um, and yeah, he was kind of like the those movies, like the the, the movies where he's like, "I'm going to make it out of the neighborhood. I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve. I'm going to do it and, mm-hmm. and go from there." So he did it. He went to uh, Niagara University. Uh, went for business. Mm. Um, one of those guys that just is very driven. Um, and he, something that sticks out to me, he also went to the ROTC and did okay. join the army. And that's how my parents met was in the army. Okay. Um, I remember you mentioning that yes, recently. Yes. Both helicopter pilots. That's um, so cool. So cool. I know. I was like, man, that, I can't even imagine, you know, man, like super thankful for their service. But yeah, so that's, that was him. Um, I think the message, the underlying message I kind of got when I was younger is that like when I excelled and when I achieved is that that's my worth is like what I can do. And mm-hmm. I felt love when I was excelling at something. So that kind of came out, um, in soccer. I, I'm going off of my bullet points right now, but this is, yeah, <laughs> this fine. is, yeah, I, I grew up playing soccer, um, and was super competitive. Like I was, was pretty good. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to flex. It's impressive to me that people can do soccer even poorly. Yeah. I cannot like I'm not coordinated with my feet at all. Oh yeah, that's that's how I am with my hands. I, I'm not gonna lie. I cannot catch for, for crap or anything, but um <laughs> but soccer, yeah. Very very excelled a lot in that. Um we would travel a bunch together. We would go like to different states on the east coast and mm. go to Florida for tournaments and stuff and it was just like that was our relationship. Um really thrived because I felt like I was the best and I like was getting constant reinforcement that I was the best. And Mm -hmm. then we thrived from that. But with that, like it was kind of black and white. Like if I wasn't the best, then I was the worst. Like, you know, like my identity was solely based in what I could do. Um, and failure was just devastating to me. Like I couldn't, it was so rooted in my identity that I couldn't fail. Um, so that was, that was a big part of me. So that was my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can, I remember this one, uh, this one story of thinking of him as a kid, but we used to play this game called the betting game. Um, and so whenever he would get off of work, he would come outside and I would get my soccer clothes on and we would scrimmage and it was just me and him. And then if he beat me, then I had to pay him five bucks. But if I beat, if I beat him, he'd pay me five bucks. <laughs> so we would like nice. bet. Every we, day when he got off work? Not every day, but like a lot of the times we okay. would. Or like on Saturdays. And then Emma would play too sometimes and we would throw candy in there. Um, <laughs> it's just fun. It was, that's what, yeah. Like our relationship was a lot like that, like that growing up. So that's yeah. what I remember. Um, with that, and then moving to my mom, um, my mom is brilliant, like brilliantly creative. Um, she's more of the creative sides of us or we're, yeah, more, she's more, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Your creativity comes from, more from, from yeah, from my mom side. than my dad. Um, brilliantly creative. I'll have to show you this. I also saved, oh, I guess I don't have my phone. I saved pictures of my old houses <laughs> just in case yeah. you would ask on that. Oh, that's cool. But, um, I, uh, East coast houses. East coast houses. Oh, I love the East They're coast. They're beautiful. Yeah. 
they are I've not spent as much time as I would like to mm. on the East Coast. Yeah. But it's it's beautiful. It's stunning. Yeah. I loved, loved it. Um, but my mom, very, very creative, very brilliantly creative, went to school, very free-spirited creative, um, went to school for, like, like botanical artwork um hmm. was is very talented very gifted in that area She's botanical also, artwork yeah, like drawing like and painting flowers yes and, yeah wow i didn't that that's a yeah. so she like mm-hmm. specialized in that mm-hmm. yeah wow and she's really good like really really gifted in that um and also loved like uh like um landscape architecture so she loved to like design the flowers in people's backyard and she's very like spatially gifted you know what i mean like hmm. she could see look at something and make it beautiful and that was just su- that, that's super cool about my mom um in our house too uh in my, the first like my childhood house that we lived in um she wanted there to be like fossils in the ground so she got a bunch of like fossil slabs of uh stone and put them as our like flooring um and then yeah we had a bunch of like clamshell fountains she's just very like her brain was just so like what um, and we, you know, like it would be like the most, she's like, I'm going to do this and then d- would do it and uh-huh. very free spirit in that sense. Um, yeah, definitely very vocally assertive, but my mom, um, yeah, she went through like a lot of serious trauma growing up and I won't go into that, but yeah, a lot of serious trauma. Um, and I think the underlying message that I kind of got from her growing up, um, was more so of like. Like, how can we fix this problem instead of, like, like being emotional? You know what I mean? How can we not be emotional about this? How can we fix this? How mm-hmm. can we solution-based-wise? How can we do this? Um, so that was kind of the two messages I got were, like, how can I be good enough? And then how can I fix the problem instead of, like, feeling? So, like, emotional intelligence, I feel like I lacked a lot in that. Like, I can, you know what I mean? Like, I was just kind of, I got, didn't really get a lot of that growing up. Um but childhood-wise, I had a great childhood. I will say that. I will say up to, like, adult, I kind of broke it up into categories for just for my brain. Um, but childhood, whenever I would regress, I would go back to childhood. I'd go back to Cranberry because it was, like, this safe little bubble. Everything was perfect exterior-wise. We would go on vacations. We would have, like, the typical Disney family type of um, childhood. But um, adolescence, for me was very rough it was very rough um i think it's all kind of started so we like we moved we lived in one house in cranberry then we moved to this cul-de-sac and it was these like nicer houses they were definitely like bigger houses and very like yeah just very cold though you know like you know there's the the houses that have a lot of character and Mm -hmm. warmth to them um but lidgy was more of like this cold structure you know very very what did you call it? Lidgy Drive. That's like, Lidge- I, I like That's to refer to street names, you uh-huh. know, or like, like 99 is, we just kind of like numbers, you know, yeah, that's yeah. how I, it helps my brain okay. think of that. Like, so 99 mm-hmm. is where we grew up. Um, we moved to Lidgy Drive um, when I was like in eighth grade and it was nice. It was like a super nice neighborhood, whatever. And like, like kind of like Truman Show, you know, like that, mm. that look in very like perfect. The lawns are perfect. Everything was perfect, mm. um, but very cold. And yeah, I think that's when like that move kind of shifted things. Um, I got several head injuries you know, playing soccer. I had like back-to-back head injuries, um, and like because of that, like that was there's just like a lot of things that happened at the same time that really like like messed me up. But I think that that started my freshman year. I got back-to-back head injuries. Couldn't play soccer anymore. 
Um, and yeah, was just out of it, gained a bunch of weight, uh, got super depressed, uh, super anxious. And that's where that started. Um, and that identity kind of cracked about nice. like in that, I feel like my relationship with my dad kind of splintered too. Cause like that was our, that was our source of like, yeah. yeah what I said about failure, like failure to me is devast- was devastating. Uh-huh. And that was like, I felt that. So that happened. And then from that, um, like a couple months later, my parents, um, like my dad sat me down with my sister and was like, Hey, um, yeah, we're getting a divorce like that. Like we're separating, doing the whole thing. And um, this was when you were in eighth grade? This was, this was high school. So this was okay. like sophomore year, I think head injuries okay. were freshman year. Um, going into sophomore year so late going back to those head injuries um like I had to switch schools I was going to like a a college prep school and then I just like shut down my grades tanked so I went back to Catholic all-girls Catholic school Mm. and um yeah just there's just a lot of change there but then whenever I switched over my parents like officially announced that they were getting a divorce and Emma and I were kind of like really you guys have been like threatening this for like the past couple like we've this is like you know what I mean like it was like a I don't know, like we didn't take it seriously at first, but then, yeah, we just kind of dove into it, Um, found out that like there's other women involved, which was another like blow to my heart um, and stuff. And that was just, I feel like that was like the the devastating part about it for me. Mm. Um, Yeah, and I think that's where that started. But um, yeah, then a lot of change kind of happened in adolescence. I was going to all-girls school. Um, we moved around a bunch. And so we were in that, in that newer house, the Lidkey house. Then my dad moved into our old house, the childhood house. And then we moved into a house that was like two doors down from my dad. Um, and yeah, it was just, just a really rough time. And I don't really remember too much, but, um, yeah, my, my, my mom kind of just, just was not emotionally like just shut down, you know, Mm -hmm. like she was going through it and it really hit her hard and I felt like I had to take on the role of being like being like the emotional like you know like I had to take on that role of like being the stability um yeah and were you living with your mom mm-hmm. or yeah. was it back and forth or it was back and forth it was yeah we would like walk over to my dad's and then sometimes like he would go to work and like not be able to see us and mm-hmm. then in my head I was more so like oh he doesn't want to see us and like just it chose that or whatever but yeah it's kind um, of a normal way of processing that as a yeah, kid yeah I was like yeah. a teen and then that so like I was just I was really going through it I was really broken mm-hmm. um and I think that's where that lie to started of feeling like unseen unheard I felt like I had to put myself like back you know I had to take a step back and um like be the crutch for my mom I had to hold her up I had to be that um, yeah, and I had to like keep together, and I feel like with the nineness, with the enneagram or whatever, I felt like I had to mediate. I feel like that part of it, I feel like I had to take a step back um, and do that. And um, yeah, so that came out in high school, and then yeah, just kind of yeah, kind of went went off the deep end with that, and just was very yeah, very numb. Um, kind of looked for looked for love in the wrong places, you know, like kind of just like tried to be like feel feel love through guys or like whatever it it took you know in mm-hmm. high school so that was that um yeah I, I was looking through the pictures today and I was like it's crazy that you can look back now um I was looking at the pictures and I like they were familiar to me but like I genuinely don't remember 
93 North Main Street or 72 Henry. Like, those are the two houses that we moved, like, from Cranberry to Princeton. Mm. I just don't, like, I just don't remember, don't remember it too much. But it was just, it was just rough. It was just, it was pretty rough. My mom really, it hit my mom super hard. Yeah. And it was hard to, like, and I felt like I wanted to be, like, I wanted to be comforted, but, like, I couldn't expect that from my mom. And she did, like, like I said, she did the best that she could, uh-huh. you know, and she was devastated. Yeah. And I felt like for the lie that, the, the lie, well, what actually happened too is that, like, my dad didn't really, like, he kind of just, like, dropped that bomb and then kind of, like, flew away, you know, like, just kind of flew away um, for that season of my life for, like, high school into college. And it was rough, man. Like, it was really brutal. Um, their divorce was very messy. It was not, 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 um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very, it was very messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was kind of all adolescence and then into college. Um, yeah, we moved, I graduated and then we moved to Fayetteville and, um, yeah, like went to college at JBU. So I wasn't really home that much anymore, but, um, so I didn't really have to be in that environment, but, mm. um, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was rough. It was really rough. Um, especially like when you see someone broken and especially someone really close to you and you know, mm. you can't fix it and you know, you can't like make them feel better, you know, like you can't yeah. be the one that yeah. I felt like I needed to. So that was like a hard, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was like all the way into college. Yeah. Um, so why Fayetteville? What made you guys yeah, move from moved. New Jersey yeah, it's all the way to here? That's a, Man, a big yeah. move. There's the the God story, and then there's like the kind of like practical story that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the, the the practical story um, is my mom's side of the family all lives in Fayetteville, and she okay. knew she needed to get back, or mm-hmm. like in, in Arkansas, so she knew yeah. she needed to get back to the roots and knew that that would be the she the way she puts it is it would be the best place for all of us to heal as like a mm-hmm. family. Um, so she was like, "Yeah, let's go back." So that makes sense. But the God story is so much more fascinating. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty new believer. I, I'm like a, like, well, actually, I guess I'm 25 now. I got saved when I was 20. But so five years. I guess that's not new anymore. But, um, yeah, it was it was crazy. I, all at this time. Are we are, Do you want to talk about faith stuff? Or are we like? Yeah, we can talk about cool. anything. Okay, I cool. mean, we can back up. You say this yeah, was new. Up. So you didn't grow up Mm-mm. with Mm-mm. Christianity at we, all or, or no. what was the like faith background faith for background you for me um so my dad's catholic my mom's was was lutheran and um kind of it was more of like a traditional like the culture like mm-hmm. like you've been to the east coast right have you have you been to the east coast yes okay i've yes. been around the east coast just traveling a little bit okay. but i am not i'm not going to pretend that i'm familiar with like the culture, culture. of religion yes. in, in the east coast yes so for what i understand or what i see um is that like like your religion like if you're catholic that's your identity mm-hmm. but there's no like personal relationship like you're irish catholic or you're this like, like mm-hmm. it's kind of like expected. like a nationality yeah you're expected yeah. to there's go a lot with, of that in the mm-hmm. chicagoland area too a lot, a yes. lot of a lot of catholics yes. in chicago yes mm-hmm. um but i don't want to generalize that for all of like mm-hmm. the east coast but from what i see it's more so of just like like um yeah like yeah, like going to holiday Christians, and I, I think that's the yeah. best way. We went to church, kind of <laughs> like we we were kind of like 
we but it was more of like social gathering we went to that we had two churches in our town we had the methodist church and we had the presbyterian church Hmm. um so we went to presbyterian church um and i just never could connect i was one of those kids in the pews that was just like playing hangman with emma (laughs) yeah never like i just remember using the the envelope that you like put the offering in i would just like draw things on it and there was the little flap that i didn't know what it was for it was for put closing it yeah and i would like make that a mouth or whatever yeah I remember vividly too. Our church was kind of like a big vaulted, yes, like ceiling, but yeah. it wasn't not like ornate vaulted, but just all of the things, all of the support for the ceiling was visible, mm, like in okay. lots of buildings now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would lay back and I'd look up at the ceiling and I would just imagine climbing mm. all, all over it and just like a monkey. Yeah. I loved climbing on everything. Yeah. Me. I remember that was me that was, in church. Yeah. <laughs> that was so yes. funny. That's so true. Yeah, I just could never. I like, like, we do, I, we did like the vacation Bible school because all our friends were doing it, but I just mm-hmm. never had like a personal, like, at least childhood. I didn't have a need for God, you know? Like, I didn't, like, every, all of my needs were met, mm-hmm. and there was no, like, like, I, I say that, but like, it, it was like comfortable, you know? Like, yeah. it, was, it was bubble, bubble. I didn't, there's no need. Um, but I think more adolescence, like, I feel like, I I mean, I went to Catholic school, so I had mass. Like When you say time. adolescence, what oh, age yeah. are you I, talking about? I know about? I keep dropping that. I'm talking, like, 14 to, like, whenever I graduated high school, which is not true adolescence, but in my head, that's, like, adolescence Okay, yeah, because I'm thinking, like, younger, oh. but I don't know what other words you used. Oh, I said. We're like, what do you yeah. call the stage before that? Then uh, I just said childhood. Childhood. I just, okay. In my head, yeah. like yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Course. Yeah, like like fourteen in my head is when everything just hit the fan. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I, I say adolescence. But um, so adolescence, I think more so when I was fifteen or sixteen, I was more like like not anti-religion, but I was definitely agnostic. I didn't want to be confined by like Christianity or like mm-hmm. Catholicism. I didn't want like the rigidness of, of what I grew up in. And I was like, I'm just going to figure it out by myself. Uh-huh. Um, I was super into astro projection and like all of the like, like super new agey things in mm-hmm. high school. Um, we had a class called, let me think of it. Oh, gosh, what's it called? You learn about all the different religions. Um, it's kind of like perspectives. Is it's what they called it? Okay. Yeah. They called it perspectives. Perspectives. Yeah. Which oh. is interesting. It's really a cool. I'm class. going to perspectives. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Different perspectives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we we went through all the religions from like Buddhism, Hinduism, and we like all like all looked at them. And and the goal of the class was just to like gain new perspective about more than just one religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of like the the. The underlying message in, in our school was kind of like, yeah, like explore. The, the world is so big and want you want to like understand people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and I was so attracted to Buddhism too. Like I really loved the idea, which makes sense because Buddhism and Christianity, very there's a lot of parallels. There's mm-hmm. a lot of similar messages, mm-hmm. but there's like one degree separation, which is Jesus. And like, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, there's a lot of, a I lot mean, of, I think people often miss mm-hmm. In general, in the Western church, is the fact that Christianity comes from the East. Yeah. It's an Eastern religion. Exactly. The Jews, it's from Israel. It's from an area that was saturated in Eastern culture. Exactly. So, like, meditation, as an example, is a perfect example. Mm. Western Christians don't practice meditation. Mm -mm. That's weird. Mm. That's Eastern. That's, like, that's Mm. Buddhist stuff, you know, or Christians. Like, Meditation is all throughout the Hebrew scriptures. Mm, yeah. It's everywhere yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. 
the whole idea of meditation is oh, yeah. it's so beautiful and so powerful and yes, yes. and that's just one example of just eastern culture that mm. we miss out on yeah and i mean it's i understand why buddhism is so attractive to a lot of yeah. people it just feels like the peaceful beautiful mm. yeah harmonious yeah. religion yes. for a lot of people yes i think yeah. for me like it, it also played a lot with that perspective like in buddhism you do your dharma and you receive good karma from it so your good works produce good karma and like hopefully if you keep rep- repeating that cycle then you can come back and like be better than you were before and like and be in a better place which i was like yes like that's what i want i want to be good enough i want to be mm. i want to do enough good things that i can and i, I can achieve it myself i'm going to do it and i love the idea of peace like creating because like everything around me was like super unrest um mm-hmm that and i think i've always had a desire to pursue peace and like have like a stable like harmonious whatever um but yeah i was super attracted to buddhism in high school um and i think even graduating I th- what i what i claimed what i would tell people is that i was agnostic with buddhist tendencies and like would would yeah just was just i was just spiritual basically mm-hmm. super into new agey stuff um and yeah just always yeah i think yeah deep down I, I always wanted that that connection i always wanted like to be known and seen and that just came out in that so um yeah so the god story super interesting for me personally <laughs> <laughs> i uh we got um so there's seven schools that i applied to um and colleges got, colleges okay. yes so this was all kind of in the process of like oh are we gonna move to faithville we probably should um my plan, I wanted to go to U of A and I wanted to do sorority life because my mom was in a sorority and I was like, oh yeah, legacy, like it would, be, it would just be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and all my friends were doing that and I just, yeah. And I was also like not for going to a Christian school, but we got a pamphlet for JBU, which is like this very conservative Christian school. With no sororities. <laughs> nothing that I wanted in my like tiny 17 year old brain. I was like, man, it wasn't tiny. It wasn't tiny brain, but <laughs> um, I was just, yeah, I was just very anti it. And I kind of like, no, I wouldn't say anti, but I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll just entertain the idea because like my mom said it would be a cool place to go to you. But like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just we someone sent us a pla- a pamphlet, and so it kind of like sat on our mantle. And I would look at it, and I would be like, mm, like no, like I don't know. I really want to go to U of A. I want to go, or I want to go to Loyola, Maryland, where my cousin went. Um, just like these, yeah, all of those places. And um, we kind of joked about it. Like I, all of my uh, the schools that I applied to, which I applied to like a significant amount of schools. Like, either I'd get rejected or I'd get deferred or my application would get sent back. Like, U of A got sent back, like, three times for no reason. Like, I sent in my transcript. Everything was sent in, and there's no reason why it should have been sent back. But like, just, you sent a physical thing yeah. to them, and it got returned to you mm-hmm. unopened. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's like, 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 what? Um, or, like, yeah. It would Did be you easy. spell U of A wrong or something? No. Like <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like, sorry, we can't take this. No, no, Send no. it back. We don't want her. Yeah, no. Or it was, I would look online to track it, and it would just say incomplete or like partial huh. list. And I was like, that's just anyway. So basically, go through the whole list of seven. None of them worked out, so I seven. had to go. Yeah, seven, seven schools. Yeah, it's a significant number. It is. It is. It is <laughs> your completion. But yes, and so eventually I had to, not had to, I, like my only option was to go to JBU. And so I was like, okay, like, yeah. And my, my friends and I would joke about like, 
this Jesus freak school that Olivia's getting sent off to the convent and like we're never gonna <laughs> see her again. <laughs> yeah. We just yeah, they would we joke about it and um went to JBU. Um and I guess this kinda goes into my like testimony, but is that okay if I share? Yeah. I guess everything's sure. okay. Okay, go on. Like, I don't know. I just yeah, but um it just lines up perfect. So went to JBU. Um was like open to learning about Christianity, but I still was pretty like stuck in that like agnostic new agey type stuff. Um, Is that just where you wanted to be? Yeah. Yeah. Like more. Yeah. That's Uh kind of just, yeah. I don't know. I think at the time I was there, but I also, I think a part of it was me kind of rebelling too and being like, yeah, like God, why didn't you show up for my family in this? Like, how can I, whatever, like that type of, God and, and so do you do you mm-hmm. think you were convinced of the, the thing like mm-hmm. that you thought Buddhism or the space you had found yourself in was the right or the correct way mm-hmm. or do you feel like it was more just pushing against something else I think I think it was a combination of both I think in my in my head I was open to whatever would make me feel the best and mm-hmm. and Buddhism made me feel doing yoga made me feel like like peace like mm-hmm. yoga makes you feel peace or like doing that that concept in my head like sat the best with me but i didn't really know about jesus like i learned about i knew the old testament stories because of like going to confirmation class or whatever but mm-hmm. there was no like no click in my head for, you know like there wasn't that click of like understanding um and i yeah a combination of that on top of like yeah, like the question of like, God, why didn't you help? If God was real, he could have just like, he could have come in and he didn't. And I was stuck in that doubt too. And then I was also stuck in like the, my view was kind of warped of like this God that was distant. And and I think, I think a lot of our relationship with God comes from like our relationship with our dad, you know, cause like our dad, you know, like mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, the places where we do fall or find ourselves is like, at least for me, it was like my dad was emotionally available at this, like I couldn't access him or didn't know how to. So God's not going to be there for me either. And it was just like the under, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you taught God is a father, Mm. but your father, Mm -hmm. your concept of what a father is, is warped or it's just, it's not something you see as the greatest, most helpful role. You, you still are all the things that you associate with your earthly father. You're going to associate I think very naturally with a heavenly father. Exactly. If that's, and it's, it's very strong language, especially coming from the culture that it did. It makes yeah. sense that father yes. is the image. Yes. Um, but it, yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense when, when that's the word that's used, mm. your assumption is God is like a father. Yeah. I have one close, idea of what a father is Mm. i guess that's probably what god is like god is like yeah Yeah. that's exactly what it was yeah and i think like maybe subconsciously i wasn't at this point i wasn't like really digging that deep i was more so of just like grabbing at what felt like felt the best but like um but yeah that i think that was the big big lies that god the this god this christian god um is like just god like not present he's sitting up there and i'm here and he doesn't see me and that like played into that lie and mm-hmm. i like yeah so i was just i think all of that was in the same that was what i was thinking about um 
and then went to JBU and I took a bunch of Old Testament classes, New Testament classes, learned about the Holy Spirit, never, never knew about the Holy Spirit. Um, hmm. Is is that mm-hmm. not something that the Catholic Church talks about generally, or that at least in your experience with the Catholic Church, uh, you didn't learn? I don't, I don't really, I don't think I'm a good spokesperson. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I did the bare minimum yeah, okay. in Catholic school. Like we had Catholic mass maybe like, like every other month and I would like, yeah, I would just not participate. I would okay. sit and goof off with my friends. And so okay. I, I wasn't like... Yeah, I don't know. I, okay, I know I'm not fine. the best. We can Google the question I was later. Say, yeah, or maybe like some <laughs> feedback on the podcast. Just have someone. Yeah, comment. somebody read a review. Someone who knows more. Yeah. Just explain. Yes. No, actually, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't explain the Catholic faith in a review for in this. A review, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> but anyway, you yes. learned, you learned about the Holy Spirit. Learned about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like who who he is, and um, yeah, just for the first time, and. I, um, yeah, it was kind of getting like my roommate was Christian. So we'd have conversations about it and where I was at. Um, and I was in choir too. So we would like sing all these hymns and it would just wreck me. Music is one of those things that will always just wreck me. Like worship, any type of music. I feel like that's how God, like, I don't know, just, yeah. You know what I mean? He like, communicates to you in the way that yeah hits you the hardest. It hits me hardest. Yeah. Music. Yeah. It always that makes sense. That. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, it wasn't until my sophomore year. Um, at that time, my mom was kind of, like, dating this guy that was not, like, kind of, he was kind of anti-religion, not anti-religion, but, like, yeah, just not for it. Um, and kind of, like, would question things, too, but in a way that wasn't, like, a to know deeper. It was more so of just, like, to stump, stumble you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, kind just of stump, tear it yeah. down. Yeah exactly like Mm -hmm. like question your credibility or like all this stuff and just wasn't helpful um but my mom signed us emma and i up for this conference called the beautiful girls retreat wow (laughs) that's a fooming that's very nice um but i remember her saying like you guys you guys need to go on this retreat because you need to fix your attitudes because both of us were super we were very angry we were very like Mm. the whole situation we i feel, feel like anger for me Maybe I'm I don't, diving into Enneagrams. I don't know. But maybe just for me, I just anger is one of the emotions that's easiest for me to process, which is doesn't make sense. Huh. But it like when I turn things to anger, it's easy. I don't know. That's I think because of the gut, uh, whatever. It's uh, the, we'll talk about it another time. But yeah. anger for me is just, yeah, what I feel most, the most, it's like hmm. the strongest is anger out of all the emotions. So That's so interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, I never... I, that was probably the emotion I stuffed the most. Wow. So I remember getting angry one time. Mm. <laughs> I remember getting angry because of a situation with a girl yeah. and being at work. <laughs> and, and I like walked out. I was, I worked at a hospital. I was, I worked in the kitchen and I remember oh. walking back down after being upstairs and I had seen this person mm. and I got in the elevator and I like punched the wall. <gasps> oh no. And I went, I, yeah. I went down to the kitchen, and my friend Matt was, like, doing dishes. And I was like, Matt, what does it mean if you see somebody and you just, like, want to punch something? And he's like, it sounds like you're angry. I'm like, you're right. is that what it is? <laughs> what is like, this emotion? Because I, I, I had never allowed myself mm. to be angry. Yeah. That was a negative thing to me. Yeah. Growing up, I did not 
Angu was bad. Mm. It was just bad. It wasn't something that had appropriate place or wow. it wasn't just another emotion that had channels through which it could flow. It was just a bad thing. Wow. Being angry. And so I stuffed it down and yeah. I made myself think you can't get angry. Mm. And so when I first started noticing like real like bodily anger, like I feel it a lot in my arms. Mm. I feel a lot in my arms and my hands. Wow. Um I don't know if that's normal. I think everybody, I've heard that different emotions manifest often in different body parts for different people. Interesting. Some yeah. people feel a lot of stuff in their chest. Mm. Some people will feel it in their legs and mm. that will like cause anxious, like, like moving time. your leg up and yeah. down. Or some people feel it in their face and they get real hot, things like that. Whoa, Anger, okay. I feel in my, like in, my arms. In your arms. Yeah. So I feel it in my gut. Like I feel yeah. it in my like deep gut. Like, mm. I feel it and it like burns. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. That's, that's really so interesting though. Interesting. Yeah. That's because we were a complete opposite. I feel like anger was more so of like, like it was like passion. It was like anger, like, like if we got into fights or like if, if my parents got into fights, it was more so of just like, like talking loudly to communicate a point. But it, to me, it came off as like anger, you know, like mm -hmm. it came off as like that, but like, like crying or like, like that was not, I feel like that wasn't as common, you know, maybe I'm just thinking about it. Emma, you can fact check me on this. But I just, I feel like I didn't see that as much. So anger was more of what I was exposed to. So that was more easier for me to wrap my head uh -huh. up, you know? I also love that you're talking to Emma like she's, I know, right, she's like, right like she, <laughs> That's That's fun. So she could actually listen to it and be like, hmm, hmm yeah, I actually, don't know if that's right. Actually, yeah, that would be, man, yeah. That, anyways, yeah, anger is definitely, definitely easier for me to process. Hmm. I don't know where I was at. I forgot where I was at. Somewhere. I don't know. We're talking about, oh, we're talking to testimony stuff and then talking You about, were at JBU. I was at JBU, went to this conference. Um, oh, yeah, the Beautiful Girls Conference. Beautiful Girls Retreat, which is really great. It's really great for identity. Um, they put it on. It's it's like this conference where they have female host speakers come and talk about your identity and just a lot of – it was just – it's a cool women's conference. Was it know? associated with JBU? No. Or it was just something else that um, your mom knew about that she wanted you to go to? My mom knew about it. Uh, I think it was Cross Church that does it. Okay. But I mean, don't quote me on that. Um, but she she read about it in a newspaper or something, and so I was like, yeah, sure, like we'll we'll go. But she she wanted us to go to like kind of fix our attitudes and like kind of have a heart change or whatever. Okay. I don't know. And all of us, me and Emma, were that's angry. how we got on anger. Yes, anger. Okay, because yes. you guys were angry. <laughs> we were angry, and it would just come out in jabs in like different ways. But uh -huh. yeah, she's like, you're going there to fix your attitudes or like whatever. So we went, um, and. The last worship set, I was the first time I like encountered the Holy Spirit, and I didn't know what that like was. But I just, you know, when you're in worship and you can just tell from the presence of the Holy Spirit's there. You can just sometimes you can just tell, um, and it just feels different. Um, but it felt different, and it wasn't like a feeling, like 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 an emotion. It was just like like you feel it, like like tangible feel. I, I, I like, sound crazy like person. somebody there. Yeah. yeah, it's thickness. It's I don't know how to. I'm probably butchering this. I'm probably sound like. I mean, I think person. everybody's experience of all sorts of spiritual things is very different. different. It is subjective to yes. to you. Yes. Um. So there's nothing crazy for me anyway. When I listen to people's like experiences, it's like mm -hmm. wow, yeah. I I haven't experienced that. Yeah. But. That's really interesting to me. And yeah. it makes sense to me as well. Mm, yeah. Like it, rather than diminishing the validity of these mm -hmm. experiences, for me, it um, 
almost affirms the reality of it because it reminds me that the spiritual world and the God that I give allegiance to meets people where they are and communicates with them the way they need to be communicated with. Mm. And at your deepest core soul level, no human being is going to understand how to do that really Mm. as much as this God. So it makes sense to me. It makes as much more sense than anything else to me Mm. when people's experiences of God are different. Yes. Because this God knows you. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like yeah. finely tuned. He, yes. Like he knows you personally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, anyways, yeah, so I just felt this thickness. I don't know. I just like, I just felt like peace. I don't know. It's like true peace, like like true being in it. It's, it felt like cloud. I don't, it's, that's the best way I could put it. Um, and I never felt anything like that before. And I was like, okay. And so I, I figured that was like the Holy Spirit. I figured that was Jesus. Everything that I learned about him, like cerebrally, I was like, that's gotta be, it's gotta be the Holy Spirit. Like we're singing about Jesus. It's gotta be, this gotta be the guy. Like this is the guy. It's the guy. Do you um, want to learn a Hebrew word real quick? Yes. Kavod. Kavod. Is where we get glory, the word glory. Wow. And it means like weight. Wow. Physical, like, <gasps> weightiness to it. And that's what I was thinking of when you were saying, like, a thickness. Thickness, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, the, I don't know what the guy's name is, Ehud, who was the left-handed guy who, like, oh, buried yeah. his yeah, sword yeah. in the, the fat guy. Yeah. That Kavod is used in that story to wow. talk about the guy's, like, weight. He was weighty. Wow. He had Kavod. Wow. Which is also the word f- that we use for glory. glory. That's what it gets translated <gasps> on this. Yeah. That that's like crazy. The, the weight, the bigness. The weight, yeah, the thickness, of, of yeah. God. That's yeah. the best way to put it. Wow, and I didn't know that was like a, I didn't know that, that was that. That's cool, Kavod. Yeah. Yeah. I now know that. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> there's another word that's similar, similar. but I'm okay. pretty sure it's it Kavod. Kavod, okay. Kavod. That's so fascinating, man. I love, I love when that lines up with your experience and it's like yeah. truth. I, that's cool. Yeah, I wanted to share that. There yes, you go. thank you for sharing that. That will stick with me. That's one of those things that's going to plant in there. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I experienced this and I figured that was, was Jesus. So I, I did the whole like altar call thing, mm-hmm. repented, did the whole salvation thing. Um, and like, yeah, did, did all of that. Um, and then I went home and for me, when I like first got saved, I just felt different. Like I felt like, like if you have glaucoma and you just, or cataracts and you just like lens lifted type thing. Um, and I just felt completely different. Um, for the medical people listening. Yes. <laughs> you have glau- glaucoma and just yes, like lens got, lift. Not, I meant cataracts. When you have cataracts and it just like someone takes that lens off your, your eye and it just, yeah, you could see clear. And I just felt like different. I felt different. Hmm. Um, so I went home um, and I told my mom at the time, like my mom at the time, my mom, <laughs> my mom at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, mom. Um, and I just was met with such opposition. I literally was like, like the guy she was like kind kind of dating. Oh, it's messy, but um, she yeah, he was just like Olivia. You're just full of full of shit. Like you're. This is not like I told him all about Jesus, and I was like, 
y'all, this happened. Like, I, I feel different. Like, I, I like trying to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, Olivia, you're full of shit. Like, um, I'll just kind of listed off all of these things. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I went in my bathtub and I, like, was just sitting in the bathtub and I cried and I cried hard. And I was just like, Lord, um, he's right. Like, like, he's everything he like, he just met me with. You're, he's right. Like, how can I know that you're real? And, and B, how can you, like, want to choose someone like me like he's i am selfish i am a liar i'm all these things that he said i was in and i am yeah just like just come like started deconstructing it in my head and i just felt myself in that cyclical think thinking which i tend to do sometimes and i like spiraled and i just felt like i sensed he said something that was the first time i heard like god speak in my head and it wasn't like an audible voice but like in amidst that like cycle of thinking i just felt like an external voice say like stop you are mine and I was like what and, then, and it was like like I knew it wasn't my thoughts because my thoughts were like yeah Olivia you're the full shit you're like this like all of that and, and it interrupted and it was like you are mine you are mine and I was like what um and then sorry I'm gonna start crying shoot <laughs> it's me. that's fine it's like that's so anyway he and then he um said like Isaiah 43 and like look up Isaiah 43 and I was like okay and so I looked up Isaiah 43, which says, do not be afraid of Israel. I've redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and I just cried even harder. I was like, Jesus, what the heck? And um, yeah, like that, dang, that like gets me every time. Like he, yeah, yeah. So that was, that's my testimony. It's like, yeah, and it always comes back. It'll come back in like the weirdest, not weirdest ways, in situations, he'll, it'll, I'll feel and say that again like you are mine you're like when i'm going out of control or like my thoughts go like that he's like stop you are mine and i'm like dang it okay yeah so that was my my testimony wow that's my long story thanks for sharing <laughs> thank you i don't think anyone's shed tears on the okay. show yet yeah yeah but um, there's been teary-eyedness teary-eyedness yeah, yeah. i don't uh, it's very I, I cry at the worst times not like the, the most convenient times. Like now yeah. it would be a nice time if I just like, <laughs> like added effect. And then the rain starts and it's like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, I just, can add that in. Yeah, oh yeah. Like yeah. The, the Post-processing. That would be so nice, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope, never. This is an honest show. Time. Not this, no. It's always the most embarrassing times, but yeah. So that's, that's, that's my story. How that's, do you feel about crying? As somebody who yeah. processes anger, well yeah what about emotions that cause mm, tears and which ones do which ones like do? which emotions like i think mm. there are certain for instance mm. crying is often attached to sadness mm. yeah like that kind of emotion yeah. but it's also yeah. a really happy thing that happens mm. sometimes mm. yeah so what is that attached to for me um i feel like i I, I mean, I cry. It's not, I, I, I do yeah. cry. Um, but I don't, I'm not, I'm, I think it's always when it touches something deeply in my heart or, yeah, kind of one of those situations or happy tears for sure. But I think I've limited a lot of my emotions. Like over after years, it's kind of how I've done it. It's like mm-hmm. I put it in a little box like this much. So that's why, like, coming back to fours and Enneagram fours, like, I, Jenna, you know Jenna, Jenna, like, yes. how could you not know Jenna? <laughs> Jenna has my, been my best friend for about three years, um, three or four years. I think we're going on four, but she helps me, like, experience that, like, 
you know, because I've mine is such a finely tuned. I've learned, I've trained it to like be here. Uh-huh. I've learned how to do that, um, and maybe that's just my natural tendency is to like not have that that big range. But she does like she she can feel the the feels and like cries with you and like you know I think I love that about forest. I just love that, or just. I don't, I, I keep saying, keep referring to people as force. I love people that identify <laughs> with force or just have that, even not okay. even I say that too. You know, I, I, I people who that. are really sensitive yes. to emotion. Exactly. I think that's yes. part of someone who identifies as this, having this type of personality. Yes. yes. Is you, f- I feel really big emotions. Yes. Because I'm, I feel very sensitive to them. Yes. I feel very sensitive to a lot of things, and I see it, and it's immediately just mm. enlarged. Yes. And yes. I like it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, That's now so I do. I didn't. Fascinating. I, when you when you get, I think, to a healthy place, it's great. But emotions can be very volatile, of course. Yeah. Of course. I don't believe I'm not going to label anything as a bad emotion. I just think they mm. they can be really. Um, important and what's the word they're powerful things mm. i don't know about the science behind what they are yeah they're it's very interesting to me that oh yeah like something going on in the brain but it's more than that it's more than i think that. yeah yeah um but yeah it's, it's i think it's really wonderful that, that you have somebody who can mm. almost like coach you in yes here's, in here's how to feel yes. big things here's how to feel big things or even yeah. just like like i understand like at least what, what i identify a lot um i feel like well just as a person i like to understand people i like to like get them and mm-hmm. i like to make them feel understood when not but like it's easier for me to understand but like understanding is kind of harder for, for like just to feel that depth of emotion um, and she does, and it's so fascinating to me because I'm like, how? <laughs> you know, like how? How? Wow! Like y'all are y'all are blessed, you know. Like it makes me think of that that verse about. Um, gosh, I was just looking. I think it's in Hebrews. I don't know, but like every limb in the body that has a specific role and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think about. I think that has a lot to do with like even your emotions too, or people that like are sensitive to emotions, or people that are more like cerebrally like. Into, like the intellectual or like likes to analyze or mm-hmm. I think everyone's so yeah finely tuned and unique that it's yeah. cool yeah the, something that has it landed really landed hard that feels like a negative like if you're in a plane and you land really hard yeah. it's maybe a bad thing yeah. it landed it with landed. me yeah it's set. when I was listening to the Bible Project oh yeah um and which is where I learned all my Hebrew yes yes <laughs> and so great they were talking about the Shema, which is mm-hmm. the prayer from Deuteronomy that mm-hmm. the Israelites, I think, like practicing Jews still recite it, which is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord God, the Lord is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Mm-hmm. And the Hebrew, the word strength is me'od. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a weird word to translate. It's almost like, from what Mackie was saying, oh, it's yeah. almost like it means like much. It's not not necessarily just strength in the narrow way we think of it, but it's like all of your muchness, like yeah. everything about you. Yeah. yeah, gumption. Yes, love God with all your gumption. Yes, like yes. Yes. when he said that, mm. and I remember thinking. 
all these thoughts came back to me of how I've always been like, I feel like I'm too much. Mm. Like, because as someone who identifies as a four, I've always felt like I just, I feel too much. Mm. There's just too much going on in my brain. I'm too much to handle. Mm. I should be less because what I am is too much for people to deal with, for God to deal with. Mm. I need to tone it down. Yeah. That's yeah. that was always a struggle for me. Wow. And when he said that about that word, it really hit me. Yeah. Because I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, no, I'm a certain way mm-hmm. and this God I serve wants all of it. Yeah. Like it's the the best I can give him is when I'm letting my whole personality shine through mm-hmm. and all of those emotions I feel just embracing it yes and just feeling it and knowing that i'm glorifying this god in being true to that self that i am Mm. that it's not too much yeah there's no too much i mean we're talking like i i like thinking about stars and the universe and like physics and stuff Mm. and if i'm thinking i'm too much and i'm sitting on this huge space rock that's hurtling thousands of miles of second through mm. space yeah held in place by this ridiculous gravitational pull that we yeah. don't understand because we don't know what gravity is yes. how can i be too much how can you be too much yes, yeah that puts in perspective yeah, yeah. Like, that's when you think you're too much just think about gravity just think about gravity and how it works yes think about the whole universe and yeah. how yeah how man i was okay this is unrelated to you but talking about universe but there's this, I think it's, I don't know if it's a type of star or a, or maybe it's an actual galaxy. I need to look up the name of it, but it's literally looks like a sclera. It looks like your eye. Like it looks like a. The, the sclera is which part of the eye? The, the, uh, uh the white. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the white is the sclera. And then actually I could not tell you about eyes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. not my strength, but I'm thinking sclera is the white, but it looks like I said sclera. It's, it's like the, uh, it just looks like an eye. It like literally like this whole, I don't know. I don't know if it's a galaxy or if, what what exactly it is, but it looks like an eye. Like it lo- looks like a human eye. And I'm like, man, that's just like the design huh. that was put into that. So like, I don't know. It's just cool. Yeah. It's just I, that was my most recent thing that I've been fixating on is like the eye, the eye that's in the middle of the in the sky. <laughs> the eye in the sky. The eye that's in the sky. Right I now. feel like that's the song. Lucy in the sky. No. With the, no. The... <laughs> That's a song. It's a good one. I was thinking about that album today because I was listening to music and I was just, I put one on, I put an album on Yeah. and I was like, man, this is definitely one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. And I just started thinking about favorite albums, like whole albums that I just, Mm. I've always really loved. Really loved. Uh, This was Peter Bradley Adams. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm -hmm. He's like a folk Mm -hmm. kind of singer. Really, I really enjoy him. Yes. And this album is called A Face Like Mine. I love this album. Listen to it tons of times. Another one was Abbey Road. Ah, yes. Which. Yes. Is Lucy. I don't think that song is even on that album. Is that the Yellow Submarine one? Is that. I don't know. In the Yellow Submarine. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I don't know. That's not on Abbey Road. If Haley was here, she would know. Yeah, she would know. She would know that. She'll listen. She'll, <laughs> She'll definitely listen to this. Sweet. Okay, Haley. Yeah. Yes, let us know. Every time us. I mention you in any capacity around Haley, she's like, oh, 
I love Olivia. She's so I great. I freaking love Haley, man. <laughs> Haley, if you're out there, if you're listening you're out this there. far, man, I just love you. You are so cool. And I just want to say that snake plant you gave me on my birthday is still thriving. It's the only plant that's still alive. I've seen it. Yep, it's thriving. I've watered it maybe twice since you've given it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was back in September. So thank yeah. you. Yes. Oh, that's Anyways. great. Yeah. So okay. music-wise. So you do you grow up listening to Abbey Road? Was or like... I am certain songs from Abbey Road uh-huh. were songs that I had on my MP3 player, okay. like my first MP3 player, yes. which is a little sand disc like oh, rectangle. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I would just pick specific songs to put mm-hmm. on there, and I do remember which songs would have been on there. Here comes the sun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course. In my brain, here comes the sun was the crown jewel of the Beatles. Oh, okay. Which maybe it is. It feels like it's one of their top hits maybe, but I don't really know that much about it. But in my mind it was, absolutely. Mm. So that was on there. A number of other songs from Abbey Road were because we had a copy of Abbey Road. Yeah. Um, But that's one of my favorite albums. Dang. Um, There's an artist known called Andy Squires. Why does that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. He's a pastor. Okay. And he's a wonderful musician mm. yeah his lyrics are absolutely beautiful mm. and he talks so real really even as a pastor wow you should look him up i'll send okay. him to yeah, you please andy do. squires andy he squires. has one full-length album out okay. and it's only like seven or eight songs but it's called cherry blossoms okay and it's so pretty and wow. i've listened to it a million times mm. i listened to it a ton when i was first on the road on the trip that brought me here that was one that i had burned on a disc so that was i had like the thing that you put on your visor with the the, like six cd slots in it and i would keep i had like i had born and raised by john mayer oh yeah which is also one of my favorite albums yeah so good and i had cherry blossoms Mm. and i don't remember which other ones i had okay Parachutes by Coldplay, Coldplay. is one of my yes. favorites. I think it was Coldplay's first full album. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. But Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah. I don't know what album that's on. I don't either. I don't either. But fun fact about Here Comes the Sun, they didn't write that. That was some, I think, a, like 16 or 17-year-old really? kid that wrote that. And they took it. Like, they, he was, like, showing. I could be wrong. My mom told me this. <laughs> and I could very definitely be wrong. But yeah. But we're going to say you're right. We're going to say, I'm going to assume I'm right in this situation. Um, (laughs) So yeah, the story was that like the 16 or 17 year old kid wrote the song and sent it to them and we're like, hey, like this is this song you guys, I think you guys would like it or like, like here, what do you guys think about this? And they just took it and then they like rolled with it. it. Yeah. They just like, man, it's terrible. And put it on their last Mm -hmm. album. Yep. It's just, just rude. Wow. Just rude, man. I do love the Beatles, though. I do love uh, George Harrison. It's my favorite Beatle. Yeah? Yep. My, my guitar he? gently weeps. The uh, I think he's bass. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Which one was shot? Was that John? John Lennon? Yes. John Lennon was shot. Yes. The rest of them were still alive, right? I think... Or did George you know, die recently? George died. I think he did die. And Ringo... Ringo died. Really? I think Ringo. Is Paul oh, the only one? Not. I don't know. Now I'm just now I'm I'm thinking, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm thinking of of um, Journey. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know. I was never a big Journey fan. You know? Yeah, I feel like someone told me something about Journey recently. That's why. 
I think hmm. of that. But you know. I maybe George. I feel like maybe George died recently. Yeah, I, but I think, I think Ringo so. and Paul at least. Paul's Still definitely kicking. alive. Oh yeah, Paul McCartney is Paul, alive yeah. and very active. Yeah, um, he did. He did good that. for you, Paul. Uh, yeah, Paul. go Paul. Go Paul. I know you're listening. I know you're <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, Paul. <laughs> yeah. When I the first episode I did, me and Colby. Uh-huh. I told him in the beginning, I was like, we're just going to assume on this show, right from the get-go, that I have a million listeners. Yes. We're going to like, yes. what's the word? Manifest? Manifest it. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. We're going to manifest that. No, we're going to manifest And just assume. <laughs> Someday it could have a million listeners. And then they go back and they listen to the first dozen episodes, they, you yeah. know? Yep. So. You never know. Never, never know. know. It's going crazy. on the internet. So. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. A million people will have been exposed to it. That's probably. True. One degree of separation. What or no? Right. Is it seven degrees of separation? Is that what it is? Like total? Yeah, so I think it's between seven. everybody. Yeah, seven degrees. Wow. Yeah, that's that crazy. makes the Kevin Bacon thing seem so much less impressive. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin you're seven degrees away from everybody. Yes, yes. Kevin Bacon, you know, Kevin Bacon. if you're two degrees away from Kevin Bacon, that's no big deal. Yeah, no. Yeah, but maybe it is. Who knows? Do you know how many degrees away from Kevin Bacon Kevin, you are? I could not tell you. I, You know, I haven't thought about Kevin Bacon, like, ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening. Uh, are you aware of the, the Kevin Bacon thing? No. I There's mean, this no. thing that's like two degrees of Kevin Bacon or something. Okay. That's where you trace how many degrees away from Kevin Bacon you are. Oh. And supposedly everyone is, like, within three. So you what? know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that knows who knows Kevin, Kevin. Bacon. What? Oh, now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Like, I know somebody who, for various reasons, I'm not going to say their name, That's but funny. I know somebody who worked with Evangeline Lilly. Oh. Do you know who that is? No. She, <laughs> she's an actress who... <laughs> First I thought you said Angelina Jolie. No. But then that's not... No, no. Evangeline no. Lilly. She okay. was in Lost. Okay, yes. She was the one Lost. who was handcuffed originally. Okay, she was in The Hobbit. She was the elf girl in the oh, Hobbit yes. movies. Yes, okay. She worked with Evangeline Lilly. Okay. And so Evangeline Lilly has to have interacted with Kevin Bacon, I would think. Oh, you'd, you would think, yeah. You would think. At least in like Passerby or something? Or and like... if she hasn't, she's 100% interacted with people who know Kevin. Know Kevin, yeah. So, so that, that would be like you... one, two, three. Three? Three? Or four? You would. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Three degrees of separation. Man, I feel like a new man. A new man. <laughs> That's very powerful information yeah. to have to know that. Right. That's crazy to me. Do you want to take a, a break and we can go get your guitar? Okay, Mike. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Okay, I'm in. Pause. I'm in. Pause.
road. That's just half of it. That's great. Uh, the half of it. Oh gosh, I don't know why it's so nerve wracking for me to do that in front of someone else. <laughs> gosh, but it is. Thank you. In progress, but I, yeah, wrote a song. Have you played that in front of anybody else? No, besides Joseph. Besides my sister, like not, mm. yeah, that's like so hard for me. For for some, I can worship fine, do mm -hmm. lead worship fine, but I like with personal songs, vulnerable songs. It's like, ooh, that's different, you know? Yeah. Or like singing those, I don't know, it's just different, you know? Yeah. So, see, I'm blushing. I'm like, are you? <laughs> I'm blustered, but yeah, I don't know. Do you get like that? Do you like have something you're super passionate about? that you don't share with a lot of people and then when you do you just get kind of like maybe I don't know maybe not maybe it's just I I'm not I don't have a lot of like public talents I guess mm. things that I perform for people yeah. photography is that for me but you only ever see the finished product mm. you don't see the process, process. with photography yeah um you get yours a little closer again. oh yeah yeah um, yeah, you don't, with photography, you don't, you see when it's done. You don't see anything that goes into it. Mm. So that's not, like, comparable. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know why yours is. Mine is, like, there we go. I'll just hold it really close I mean, it is mouth. working. It's working. I don't know it's why just, it's, it's not, just deceiving. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe it just needs to be close. Maybe I'll just, maybe like, just look right maybe at maybe it. Maybe I just too loud. But mm. anyway, I, I, maybe speaking is that because i have these like i have so much like of these poetic thoughts these things that when i write they come out but when i speak i'm not eloquent like that mm. when I, especially if i'm trying to communicate something um that i would normally write yeah if it's something that's important to me or it's something that I, I feel is really on my heart, mm. I can think through this speech, well, but I can't say it to people. Mm -mm. I've never never done that. Maybe if I took a speech class Maybe. or yeah. like learned how to do it because mm. it's a skill. It is. You know? Yeah. Um, Obama, I know you're listening. I know. <laughs> can you teach <laughs> me? Kevin Bacon and <laughs> <Paul> McCartney. <laughs> hang it out, the three of them. teach me? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of that's like an on-display kind of thing. Yeah. With music, obviously, when you perform live, you it's you performing live. Yeah. I don't like, now you're going to watch me take photos, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. you were just were kind yeah, of. Literally. I guess I was right there. I guess, yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah Ooh, I don't sorry. know. Yes, turn my that off. switch is so nifty on iPhones. I, that there's just yes. a switch. It is. I don't know why they don't so put nice. it on other phones. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The switch. It's so satisfying to turn it on. I realized I turned yeah. it on when I was tuning my guitar, and that's why I made that. Oh, thing. okay. So that was that's totally fine. my bad. That's okay. Yes. Not bad. Um. So music. When music. did music become a part of your life? Yes. I feel like music has always been a part of my life. I feel like. Um. So I started singing when I was young. Young. Like like five or six my mom took me to a vocal coach and um was like hey like does she have potential <laughs> like kind of one of those situations and I it was this guy who like went to Juilliard and a, a vocal person um and I wouldn't sing in front of him because he had a beard so I made him like stand in the hallway I was such a 
like I don't know. You wouldn't know. sing in front of him because he had a beard. Because he had a beard. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Did you recognize that consciously? I, I'm, you were like, I don't he remember. has a beard. That's intimidating. I'm not going to sing in front of him. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm, that's what my mom told me, and I was like, okay. How? So how old were you? This I was like you six. You, okay, six. you were very. Young. I was young. It wasn't like okay. like recent. <laughs> it wasn't like, <laughs> like last you year. were 18, and you're like, man, men with beards. Men, yeah, I can't sing in front of those. Yeah. No, Did your dad have facial hair? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I literally have no reason why I should. Well, probably because your dad didn't have facial hair. Oh, oh, yeah, that would make sense. That's what I'm thinking. That, yeah, that it was kind of like what? Especially like as a really as a little one. Little one. Yeah. When you see, like, your concept of a, of a man is your dad. Yeah. yeah. And then you're around other strangers all the time. It's like they don't look. They don't. It's like you're yeah. you're you're forming your your definition of what a human is, mm. and you see other people and they're different. It's yeah. before you understand what facial hair is and different ways of dressing, mm. all of that, which mm. is just normal. Like it's purely uh, just decisions made about how you want to look. Yeah, it's not that one is less human than the other. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're not less human if you have a beard. If you have a beard, no, no. I have a very yes, small I love, one. I love beards. I don't understand what was in my six-year-old head. So, yes. But anyways, I sung for this guy, um, and he told my mom to put me in like this this choir. It's called the Westminster Choir, which is what like for children. Um, was at Westminster College, so I started going to that when I was like eight, seven or eight, because I wasn't of the age yet. So I started that, and I would do that on Saturdays and go to this choir and be a part of that. So I learned the basics of, like, musical theory and, um, like, scales and how to warm up and all that, all the more of the classical stuff. Hmm. So I did that growing up. Um, and then at the same time, I always loved creative writing. Like, I loved writing stories. I loved poetry. I loved, yeah, I, I did, I've done that for a long time. And I never put the two together. Like, I just were two completely different mm-hmm things that I love to do that I just happened to wasn't until like high school I think um like all the guys stuff when you know what I mean like Taylor Swift came out with all her albums with the fearless album Uh um which was all of her like you belong with me like all of that that type of (laughs) genre and I was like yes and so then I was inspired and I was like shoot if she can do it I can do it so then I I would go on my piano um, and I grew up playing instruments too. Like I learned how to play piano when I was younger. I don't remember any of like this, like I just know chords. I, I know the basics. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I learned chords and I did that in high school and I would write songs. This is going to be so cringy. I'm about to out myself right now. And I, <laughs> I don't think he would be listening, but I'm going to say it anyway. Because, you know, okay. just speaking truth. Um, I wrote these songs. Most of the songs I wrote about was my neighbor, um, I, I was about to say his name, but I don't think I will. Um, my Let's neighbor, call him, I want to say a name, but just make up a name, name for him. Okay. Because um, I could say a name and it's actually his name. Uh, my neighbor. Um, Jim Bob. Jim Bob. My neighbor Jim Bob. How about Ryan? I feel like Ryan's a good, Ryan, good name for this. Is his name actually Jim Bob? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ryan. Ryan. My neighbor Ryan. Um, oh my gosh. I had the biggest, fattest crush on this guy. I, we were really good friends in middle school. Um, I had a group of guy friends that I really, like, just had a lot of fun with and really, like, just clicked with in, mm-hmm. in middle school and then kind of into high school. But this guy was my neighbor in uh, that cul-de-sac, you know, the new yeah. one I was talking uh-huh. about. Yeah, we were there. 
And it was straight up like like Taylor Swift, you belong with me, like that moment. Right, because they were neighbors in that. Exactly. So yeah. I was like, me. She she wrote this about me, and it's just like I uh, oh I'm about to I'm about to cringe so hard saying this, but you know, keep you humble. I <laughs> would uh, I don't know what I was going through in my head to think this was a good idea, but I would literally with my iPod Nano I would lay in the middle of the street, in like our cul-de-sac, and like hope that he would notice me and like come and sit next to me and like like yeah so it was just me laying in the street in the middle of cul-de-sac and my parents at the time were like would come on the porch and they would watch me and be like what are you doing like <laughs> what are you why are you laying in the middle of the street like that's so great like like this i don't know what i was thinking it's dangerous too it's dangerous yeah i was don't putting lay- myself in danger at least guy. were you sitting up or you no laying i was down? literally like plank like 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 laying in, out laying in the street. oh sorry like, there's no, yeah there's a wall behind you maybe turn um, maybe, so yes, that way if you lean back point. okay i'll just lean forward um, like this yeah um yeah so, so yeah, just, bring them. yeah bring them back up a little bit okay <laughs> me and this mic man we're just i know <laughs> we're i i feel time. like again i think one of them for whatever reason again glitchy like electronic stuff yeah. that i don't understand one of them always seems to record louder, louder. than that the other, sense. which is something that JC and I noticed when we first tested them out. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe one of them does, and I just am always the one with the louder one. Who knows? That's totally fine. I'll just kind of speak yeah. closer to it. But again, like, feel free to move it. Yes. So I want you to be comfortable. Oh, I'm and totally you move, comfortable. You can move the mic. Yes, I'm totally comfortable. I'm sharing with you about the guy that I laid in the street for. So I'm comfortable. <laughs> I am I am comfortable. But it was the things like that. I was like, what, you, what goes through your head? Um, but anyway, this guy. So a lot of the songs I wrote in the beginning were about this guy, Ryan. And... Um, that's kind of where my music would start would be about guys or like relationships or crushes. Most of the time it was crushes. I feel like I wrote a lot like as in high school. Yeah, naturally. Mm. Like you like, yeah, you like create this story in your head about what it could be. And then I, I sat in the what it could be for yeah. a long time. And I think sometimes that that happens a lot and I have to check that. But like the what it could, the what ifs um, is where I like to live. Um, mm. But yeah, so I wrote a lot of songs about Ryan. Um, a lot of songs. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's kind of where, like, I developed my more songwriting stuff. I wrote some, some deep stuff, man. Some deep stuff about being a caged bird. <laughs> that was, like, my common metaphor was being a caged bird. Yeah. Um, at, like, what, 13 or 14. Well, yeah, and you're sense. owning it, though. Yeah. Versus me, who yeah. did the same things, not in music form, but just wrote it in his journals. Yes. And threw them away yeah, because I didn't true. want to admit it. You didn't want to admit it. Yeah. I didn't want to ever have to look back on those journals. Yes, man. Self-awareness is a good thing. <laughs> I, yeah, it is. I thought of actually burning it, Oh, but yeah. it would it was too much work. Yeah, that was a lot of work. And I was like, you can't, it's really hard to burn a whole book unless you like take all the pages out. And yeah. I, you know, it. I didn't want, I was just, I was, I thought of it for a moment and we had like a wood stove. We had a chimenea, that's oh, what it's called. Okay. Which is just chimenea. like a squat little man. Yeah. That's like a little wood cool. stove outside. That's cool. We had that. And I thought of, I was like, maybe I should put it in put there. Put it in like, the <laughs> But it might not burn right, and then somebody will get it. And I just like yeah. opened the garbage can, threw it in there in, in the dumpster. Here. Oh, man. Some waste management guy probably has it and reads it for kicks and giggles. You know, 
probably does. He probably is like, man, probably published that. It's probably all Jeez. over the internet. Yeah, it is on Tumblr, man. It's that. called the Dumpster Journal. Dumpster, <laughs> dumpster Diaries. Man, there you go. The Dumpster Diaries. Dumpster Diaries, man. Wow. That could be, man, could be a thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's songwriting. So did your songwriting evolve eventually beyond oh, yeah. thank God. The, the crushes? <laughs> Yes, thank God. I feel like yes, that I think that was the most comfortable for me because that's like I, it's easiest for me to process or like that was just easy easy material for mm-hmm. me to write about. Yeah. Um. So it started there, but then as like I I think so that that was in high school, but then I kind of stopped doing that and I would do like covers occasionally, but never really dived back into or dove back into it. Um. Did a lot of like choir stuff, but. It wasn't until my breakup, my sophomore year, I think, junior, no, junior year, I can't remember, um, broke up, we, we broke up in my junior year, and it, that was kind of like my, okay, I think I want to do this again, and so then I, I, that's when I started my Instagram officially, um, was after that, and then made it private for a while, and just would, like, post it just to, like, track myself, or, like, this college, or high college, college, junior year, yes, junior year of college, um, and like, yeah, just kind of, kind of did that. And I, I did, I think at first I did a lot of like, like Christian covers. Cause I was kind of walking back into my faith and there's a big stint where I just kind of took a hiatus and then came back. But mm. I did, yeah, wrote about that a lot. I wrote about, um, I think I wrote about visiting my dad a lot too. I wrote about that. Just a lot of stuff. A lot, covered a lot of ground. With with just basically everything that was going on in my life, I would mm-hmm. write about. Um, yeah, and it was yeah, it was my outlet. I think that's why it's so hard for me to share with other people because that's like, like it's that's, your way of emotionally like, processing. Yes, and I don't really like it's not natural for me to just let someone in like be you know. Uh-huh. But I want it to be. I want that to be normal. Um, because it's like yeah, it's I don't know, or maybe just a way of me like squashing my voice again or something. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but um. It's yeah, it's strange, but yeah, I, I mainly write about that. Now I'm kind of writing about. I get I I get random ideas like one um, idea that I've had. So I I kind of I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I got this picture called the dark room. So you're like photography, you know a lot about it. So the dark room, you have to put a, take the picture through the dark room, um, and for it to develop, and it has to be in the dark. You can't expose it to light, or it kind of ruins the quality of the picture. I could be wrong. I don't know. I also. For those wondering, I do not know about all this. Oh, stuff. you don't know about this. <laughs> I know the basics, but okay, I never. Okay. I didn't take film. I I was homeschooled, and I didn't oh, have geez. like normal classes. I certainly never took photography. Yeah. All of my photography knowledge is based around digital and just okay. a little bit of reading. Okay. Cool. But I do know you. Yeah, you develop in the dark room. In the dark room. You yeah, do develop in a dark that. room. That's so cool. Yes, dark room, dark room. Um. Yeah, so I got this picture about, like, being in the dark room. Um, and when I say I got this picture, I think, like, going back to faith, I think God communicates to me in a lot in pictures. And, like, I'll, I'll see, like, a picture of something or, like, be in a picture. Um, it's just That's just how, we, like, I communicate. Um, mm-hmm. But I got this picture of um, this dark room, and it was kind of like, like, all the photography people kind of know that, like, like uh, you take a picture into the dark room, and you develop it there, and it takes a while for a picture to develop, and you can't expose it to the light, but, like, all of the, the work is created in this dark room, um, and I got this picture, and mm. I felt like God was kind of putting that on my heart of, like, yeah, like, everything that is coming out of you right now is being produced in the dark room, and, like, like I, I just had this idea of, like, 
maybe doing an album or something from that place, all the stuff that I wrote from that spot or like Mm. being in the dark room and then finally exposing it to light at some point, I was like, Oh, that's, that's sick. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's an awesome concept. (laughs) It's a cool concept. So I've had ideas like that or yeah, just like just a lot of stuff like that. Um, pop in my head. And I think the most recent thing I'm kind of fixating on, um, is the story of, uh, Persephone and Hades, which like in Greek mythology, which is, it's just, it's just interesting. I went through a deep Greek mythology phase in like sixth grade too. I was really Mm -hmm. fascinated with stars and then Greek mythology. And I think it's interesting. Um, but like with Persephone and Hades and, um, specifically like the, the idea of like, I wrote this song out and it's kind of like a prose between the two or the conversation between the two. And it was like from Hades perspective versus Persephone's perspective. And, um, the story of Persephone and Hades is that like Persephone was in the garden and she was just picking flowers and just minding her business, just kind of living her day and like the light and being in like being in that innocent, like safe spot of the garden. Mm-hmm. And then Hades kind of lures her and, and brings her to the underworld basically. And then she feels trapped and she wants to escape. And it's just like, I don't know. I was just always, I just recently, I've just been thinking about that story a lot. And I was like, huh, like that pers- like Persephone's perspective. And I know there's a lot of songs about it, but I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, man, that's so interesting. So I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, but yeah, mainly write about everything. Is, yeah. <laughs> mainly <laughs> write about everything. Mainly write about anything I can think of. So Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's cool. You mentioned also, mm-hmm. not related to music, yes, but you mentioned that you had a hi- hiatus. hiatus i did have a hiatus can we yeah. talk about yes, that Yes, let's talk about it we can talk about it so i got saved um after that conference and mm-hmm. this was i think this was my sophomore year of college i think i can't i'm so bad with which timeline. is like 21 2020 of uh, college no it was like 20 18, 17. No, I mean like your age. Oh, this, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this year. Um, <laughs> no. um, yes, no, I think it was 20 or either 20, either, ni- I think it was 20. I think I was 20. Okay. I think I was 20. Um, either got saved at 19 or 20. I've, I'm sorry. Okay, but sophomore either year. Way, I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but after that, I, so I got saved and I was like, yes, like, let's go going deep in um and then all of my friends started getting boyfriends and i was like shoot i've never had a boyfriend i've never had a boyfriend and i've always wanted a boyfriend and it's not fair that everybody else is getting one except for me <laughs> all i have on my facebook is in a relationship with jesus yeah literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally oh my gosh so funny and so it came from a desperate place but i was praying yeah. and i was like man god like all my friends are having boyfriends and i don't have a boyfriend and I was this really desperate prayer of just like, God, I want to be in a relationship. All my friends are, and I want to be in one. So I prayed that. And then a week later, I met my ex-boyfriend, and um, we were really, like we were friends for a while. And basically, this relationship—I won't go into like depth about it—but um, we first serious relationship I've ever had, and first and only serious relationship I've had, which is very interesting. But um, yeah, we dated for like two years, I think, and. Um, yeah, I like kind of felt myself take a like a back step in my like faith. I kind of compromised a bunch of things that I was like be, like pushing towards and um, just kind of put God on the back burner, put my faith on the back burner. Wasn't doing like intentional time with God, doing all the like all of the things. Mm. Um, and yeah, just felt myself backslide and 
um, even throughout the relationship, I just like, well, towards the end of the relationship, like the last year, I just felt like God was saying like, come back to me, Olivia, like come back. And I would be like in the underlying back part of my mind. Um, and I was just kind of living for what I wanted and all of that stuff. But yeah, I won't go like super in depth with that, but yeah. And then it wasn't until shoot, like January of like 2018, I think, I, I, 2017, 2017, um, it was just, a, it was, the breakup was kind of messy, I felt like God was saying like, hey, kind of, kind of like, you need to, you need to do this, you need to like, you need to end things, you need to come back to me, you just need to like be, you need to be with me, um, and come back, and I like felt it, and felt the pull in my heart too, and I was like, I can't run away from this, and it would, I would wake up every morning, it was the same message, I'd get like, Olivia, come back, like, come on, so I did that, um, and we had a talk, and it, it just, yeah, we ended up like, and like being friends, and then it just, events happened, whatever, and um, didn't end well, but I remember he, yeah, I won't go in depth with that, but yeah, I remember the night that we did officially like, end things, um, I wanted to like stay home and cry and then I just felt this pull to go to to like this cross church student service that was met every Wednesday night and I was like god no I don't want to go I really just don't want to be I'm a mess right now I want to be by myself I don't want to be around people let alone people I don't know and like still was kind of like not really I don't know you know what I mean just kind of took a took a just backslid so I went and I like mascara down my face and I was sitting by myself and I was just like, Lord, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here right now. Um, and I was like, if you, you better send someone to come sit next to me or like talk <laughs> to me or like something or like someone to comfort me or whatever. Uh, so I prayed something along those lines. Um, or asked him and then this girl came up to me named Ashton, um, which I don't, we don't really talk anymore, but she was, yeah, she came up to me and was like, Hey, can I sit with you? Can you, do you want to come sit with my friends over here? Like just super randomly. And I was in the back, like, like trying, definitely trying not to be seen. And she mm -hmm. like, she literally came up to me and was like, come sit with me. So I was like, okay, shoot. Um, and I did. And then kind of asked her all my questions, my faith questions again. And I feel like that's when I kind of jumped back in. So yeah, I got saved. Um, didn't really walk out what I was, you know, like I kind of was like walking, tipping my toes into like what I believed, but not really like, yeah like walking with Jesus, you know? So yeah, that was, that, that was my hiatus. It was your hiatus. It was my hiatus. Hiatus. And now I'm back here. So <laughs> Everyone needs a faith hiatus. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I think you gotta know, Yeah. you gotta know what you're walking away from, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's true. like, you don't like with anything, you don't tend to know what you have until you lose it. Mm. Um, and until it's tested and tried yeah can you really say that it's real for you mm, you know yeah. yeah like yeah i push against everything i want to knock down all the walls yeah and that's like the defining principle of my life with god mm. if there's something there and people say this is god or this is of god or this is how god does things yeah i will knock it over yeah you want to kind of and because if i can knock it over it's not from god yeah i don't and i, I don't want it then yeah. i don't want to make it part of my foundation yeah if it's just something that some other person just happens to do it that happens. way yeah and yeah. and that's been really difficult at times 
Um, but also very freeing because I feel like I'm in a place where my foundation is finally mm. actually solid because well, there's not all these extra things that are, yeah, just fragile. Mm. And that came from walking away from at least what I perceived as walking away because I was rejecting or just tearing apart, trying to tear apart, questioning everything that everybody was saying. Mm. This whole Christian thing. Mm. I wasn't okay with just anymore believing any of it Mm. if I didn't test it myself. Mm. So if I really trust God, Mm. but I'm not willing to test that. Yeah. Do, do I? Do I trust him? Mm. Like that was one of the things I wanted to test when I first left home is like I I was desperate. I was planning either finding a new home or committing suicide. Mm. And I was like this. I say that I trust this God, but I have a full-time job. I go home every day and there's food in the fridge. I have a, like a home I live in. Mm. I'm good. Mm. And what am I actually trusting in? Yeah. Yeah. And so... That's just like a a glimpse of my process for coming to a place that I think is actually a good relational understanding of this God. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think that happens generally just by, I don't think it happens without testing the other boundaries of it, Mm, maybe. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think there's the reason why they have that verse about like testing all the spirits. I, I'm also mm-hmm. very wary about like when people say, "Oh, I hear this from God," or like making sure you test it with truth and like, yeah, even just yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. I would agree with like like yeah. You have to be re- like what you were saying that verse about like like loving God with all your heart, soul, and your strength. And if you're just kind of loving Him because of like based off of what you hear from other people or kind of not with your full strength like Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to get to that point of like like lack or that you know what i mean like get to that bottom point or like um yeah to yeah yeah like the version of him i was taught yes that version i was taught could not handle my strength Mm, yeah Yeah. so i needed to find the god that could yeah and i did exactly yeah that's awesome yeah that's such a firm foundation too that's cool and that's the cool thing about like i love about god is he meets you in that spot too and i think c.s lewis puts it like calls him the iconoclast like the great iconoclast (laughs) and i that is i I tell you i feel like we talked about this no i don't think we We didn't talk about this no i feel like oh this stuck with me tell me about it i will tell you about this this (laughs) i got this book on grieving for from from last year um and it was all of c.s lewis it was it was a book called How to Pray, and it was all of C.S. Lewis's like best works or like kind of like it was a selection of his yeah, yeah, things yeah. on grieving specifically. Grieving, yeah, like on loss, on how to pray, on how to like find God, and it's a small book, and it's really it really shook me. It was this one part of this whole book, and it was not even like a paragraph, um, but he refers to God as like the great iconoclast, and the great iconoclast means like the idea the idea that God constantly shatters his idea of himself, like our perception mm-hmm. of him. Like yeah. He will take the box that you put him in and he will shatter that idea. And so you always reveal, he reveals new attributes of himself. You, mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? Like it's like, 
you think you know, but then he takes you to another level. And I think a good way to put it is like with game, like Super Smash Brothers. This is like, I was thinking about this in the card today. Okay. Like, like at least in my life, like he will, like you know, in Super Smash Brothers, like you, if there's a character that's on, like you, that's still locked, and you have to unlock it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like gray, and you can't see it yet. Um, I feel like what he does with me in every season, and this, I don't know, he like, he like, I know, I learned this attribute of him, but then he unlocks a new character, a new like characteristic, a new attribute, and it's like revealed, and you see it, and it's, yeah, it's like, I'm leveling up, and I'm seeing a new attribute of him, because I'm like walking in this, and I don't uh-huh. know, it's just, it's just like, it, that sticks in my head, like simplifying it like that, like, but yeah, he's the great iconoclast, and he's like, another like like bowser you know like, just, like, <laughs> like whatever bowser jr yeah. ah. <laughs> you know it's just cool it's like yeah he t- he takes he constantly takes the ideas that we have of him and it just shatters shatters them and like like levels them up you know yeah that's what i love about him he's so cool anyways yeah I don't know why that was the one thing out of the whole book on how to pray that stuck out. But I was like, that's revolutionary to me. Like, that is what? Yeah. I love words like that. That just like. I think, man, I am somebody who that idea, I just want to, I want to take that and run with it and be like, yes, always. Yes. Like if, when you think you understand this eternal interdimensional being completely. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> and if he doesn't shatter that idea it's because you don't want it to mm, and yeah. you've made a god for yourself mm. so i'm sure at some point there are people who listen to this podcast who are not christians mm, yeah. i identify as a christian i follow the person of christ yeah. but the god that i serve mm. i fully recognize he, he i don't serve a small god yeah. yeah and if your version of christianity is a small god mm-hmm then we're not on the same page. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening and you you want to put me in a box or Olivia in a box mm-hmm. or anybody who's been on this show in a yeah. box because we're Christians, mm-hmm. my understanding of that means that I believe in an eternal, all-powerful being mm-hmm. who wants to communicate and have a relationship with me yeah. So we can all let's start yes. there. Yep. Real very vaguely just ambiguously spiritual. Yep. Yep. I believe in him. Yes. And I believe he has communicated certain things about himself. Mm. I'll never fully understand this being, Mm-mm. but the things that he chooses to reveal, mm. I can understand. Yep. That's fine. Yep. I don't need to understand everything about him. No. That's fine. Mm-mm. Exactly. He's really big. And I told this to Mitchell the other day yeah. when we talked. I told him, like, man, Mitchell, I'm in a place of, like, freedom and okayness and level of ground right now that not, I, I don't think much can change it. I feel like if I woke up tomorrow in a white room mm. and it's a lab and there's all these people in lab coats around me. Yeah. And one of them comes up to me. He's like, Joel, you've been in a medically induced coma your entire life. Everything that you th- thought was reality was completely formulated mm-hmm. by us. Mm. I'd be like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and it, it, I oh. don't think it would change my perception of mm-hmm. the God that I believe in. Yep. Because the God that I believe in is 
greater than the tools he uses to reveal himself to me. Exactly. The Bible, history, language, everything yeah. is pointing at a, I believe, a greater reality that my finite little insect brain yeah. just cannot fathom. Yeah. And so he gives me a little like a little sliver. A little sliver. A little tiny yeah. little morsel of cheese. <laughs> and I can't even handle a lot of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, do you believe in the Bible? Yeah, I believe in the Bible. I, you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe that those things can actually sum up the entirety of this God? Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. I think we're, we're communicating and communicated to by the eternal being yeah what does that mean you know what I'm saying? i can't even i can't fathom i have no concept for yeah any any span of time beyond my life mm. like when i think about how um like the civil war happened yeah like not even 200 years ago mm. but to my mind it's it could be a thousand years ago yeah. because it's nowhere close to me uh-uh, no i didn't i didn't experience any of that mm-hmm. i don't have any concept for it Mm-mm. yeah and i'm i'm i don't know where everybody is on like evolution what they believe about age of the earth i'm someone who believes in i i have no problem reconciling science and faith yes, i believe the yeah. earth is billions of years old that's fine i'd be happy to talk with anybody about that yeah. whatever you believe mm-hmm. even if you believe the earth is six thousand years old yeah. whatever it is yeah you don't believe that God's 6,000 years old, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about something that's just billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of years old. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't understand this. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't... I, I'm totally fine with it. I'm I, glad I don't. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, like I don't want to be in that spot where I know everything, you know, because I feel like... Like wisdom is such a great tool, but I, I, yeah, there's things that I don't know and probably maybe I won't ever know. Yeah. And I'm okay with that too. And if you did, if you knew everything there was to know about him, why wouldn't you also be God? Exactly. Except the fact that you can like fall down the stairs and die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To inject a little dark humor into it (laughs) as I tend to do. Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, no, it's so true. I just, man, it's even just how our, our bodies are made, like. There's so much thought into it and mm-hmm. I don't know, like how we're just, it's such a like, our, the pH of our bodies and like if we're, if we are like outside of that range, like too far, we can just die like that. But we're so finely tuned down to like the numbers and mm-hmm. it's just blows my mind or your cells or like how many, how you have different cells in your body that like cater to different organs and it all runs together to keep you alive. that's crazy to me like their one function in this world is to keep me breathing and that's all that you know that's Mm -hmm. all they're designed to do it's so crazy to me you know yeah it's amazing Mm. yeah so good anyways that was needed because every episode of this show needs me to go on a religious tangent (laughs) 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 yes we just have to go there yeah Yeah. had to go there we had to do it it had to happen at some point yeah i knew it would i love that too because that's like that's my i love talking about that yeah i love talking i do and i like 
Mm. I like hearing other people's perspectives. Yes. yes. And I like honestly the what women bring to the conversation too because okay. i feel like such a strong-willed rock mm. and like i just want to bulldoze over everything yeah and i feel automatically like when a woman is in the conversation yeah she just softens things softens makes things a little easier <laughs> i appreciate I that hey, thank i'm you. really glad i've been able to keep it kind of balanced with yes. how many women and men are on the yeah, show that's good um Diversity. Love yeah it. Saturday, I'm supposed to interview a guy. So okay, cool. tomorrow, yes. the guy's episode will come out. Next week, yours. And then next week, this other guy. Ooh, okay. So I like, and then Joy should, I yes. should be interviewing her real soon. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. She's great too. She's just a wellspring of knowledge. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of, another four that is just incredible. Another person that identifies as a four that is just incredible. <laughs> I love how you're catching yourself there. I know, I literally <laughs> have to. It's so bad. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. But she is great. She is, she is an incredible. Yeah. Incredible so speaking of women, I yes. thought of this question. I haven't asked somebody this question. Okay, go for it. I'm curious to do it on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like has mm. your experience as a woman felt like you encounter different struggles and hardships that people don't understand if they're not a woman? Mm. I want to hear about that. Oh, that's interesting. Because I know, like, yeah. I always, when this kind of conversation comes up, I'm very mm. quick to just preface by, like, and I know men and women, they are different. They are different, And yeah. we don't process and understand everything mm. the same way. Neither one is better than the other. Yeah. Just they're different creatures. Different, and yeah. so I, I'm curious, actually hearing your perspective on this as a direct question. Ooh, okay. Let's think about this. Uh, you know what I said about unprocessed questions? <laughs> so this will be, yeah, be fun. This is the show. This will be fun. It's Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like my perspective um, it's, might be a little, not warped. I don't know. I try to look at people as people. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I feel like we all do. I like to understand perspectives, but I also didn't really grow up around a lot of guys. So that's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but like I went to all girls school. Mm-hmm. I, my mom was main, like my main, like the person I was around the most. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, let's see, I think hardships, um, I don't, I definitely would say I'm I'm pretty privileged in the sense that I haven't I haven't experienced a lot of like latent hardships. I think there's definitely a lot of micro things, mm-hmm. um, just the way that culture is with like I don't know the way the way you dress or like the way you you know what I mean, um, or just how you appear. I think I noticed that too, especially being a nurse. Um, I don't know. I see. You know what I mean? Like the kind of this. No, I want you to flesh okay. it out more because I'm not okay. sure if, I, if I'm tracking the same yes. what um, you're trying to communicate. Yeah, hardship, hardship as a woman. Um, man, I I haven't really thought too hard about this, and I probably should have because I've grown up like in a very feminist like like going. My school was very like like women empowerment, and I mm-hmm. definitely think I would say I'm more like yeah, like go women. Um, man. Let me think. Ask me the question again, but in different verbs. In different verbs. Because <laughs> okay. okay. my brain is going one way that is, like, not. Are there... Hmm, hold on. Let me think about this. Yeah. 
Do you think being a woman is harder in certain ways? Or no, that's not what I'm trying to Yeah. What are ways that being a woman is hard that men don't understand? Mm, okay, that's a good... Okay. Okay, I think... Um, I think this might be like a subliminal thing. And that's a hard thing is like you grow up with it. So it's not brought to your forefront in your mind that much. But mm-hmm. I think being a woman, um, I think there's a, maybe it's not even a conscious thing, but I think like appearance wise, like as a woman, like you just kind of look, I, I have to tread on like, like tiptoes when I'm saying stuff like this, which is like a very, yeah. But Why? I, I think. I don't know. I just, I want to, what we were talking about, like, like, I think for me, controversial topics mm. are not, it's not my easy oh, cause idea. Oh, because you, because you identify don't. as a nine. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yes. I don't like to yeah. step on toes, but I will be, I definitely think I've noticed. We can preface by saying everything that either of us says is our perspective. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is my perspective. Yeah. I, I will have patients sometimes um, that will like make comments like oh you're 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 the pretty nurse or you're the this nurse or like it's not it's more so on like appearance not as like what your your thoughts are like you know what i mean i think like men have an advantage and it's not might not even be like a like a i think it's more of like a unconscious thing or like a cultural thing but i think men definitely have an advantage like you're when a man walks into or like a doctor walks into the room they're like held with more like res, not respect but like you know what i mean like they're that my patients will be like will treat them differently than they will treat me um and not saying that i have like my patients are terrible to me because i have great patients but like there's just a different level of like respect that i've noticed that like and it might just be because they're doctors but like male surgeons i see that um but as like a woman nurse it's like yeah like sometimes you're pretty disrespected or like oh yeah like like talk to you like in a demeaning way um I definitely noticed that I think I think I can touch on this too but I one one thing that kind of sticks with me is that like when I was younger um my dad would used to take my sister and I to like like business dinner, so we would meet his like coworkers and and whatnot. And my dad it does a lot of financial stuff, so it's he's kind of in that like industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and some yeah, sometimes I would notice that like the older I got, like there would be jabs about like, oh, is this really your daughter? Like, is this really your you know like those types of and you like insinuate? I don't mm. know, not like. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's different. It's just different, you know? That's, it's that kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm not doing a good job summoning, summing this up, but that's my perspective. I think, yeah, I think men have an advantage that, like, like, people aren't, like, making, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Correct me if I'm getting wrong what you're trying to communicate. Yes, yeah. Is it that it seems like a man is judged less by his appearance and more by titles that are applied to him, Mm. where a woman, though the titles might mean something, also has to meet that title with an appearance? Mm, You think more? Kind of. Kind of. That's kind of what I'm saying. I think, 
yeah, this is, yeah, this is it's a hard question. And it's good that you ask hard, hard questions. Um, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of men, like, I'm just, maybe I'm just thinking of older men that, like, I've just come in contact with. But, like, when they're, the way that they talk to another man is not the same way that they talk to me. And you can notice there's a difference. And I think maybe it's, like, more of a respect thing or, um, I don't know, like, like, thinking more of, like, like treating them more as an intellectual than like a, like a, I don't know. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like I feel mm-hmm. sometimes, I, I can definitely feel that. I haven't really thought about it that much. Um, and I definitely, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What do you think as a, like flip the question. Do you think like as a man, do you notice differences the, the way people treat you versus someone like me or like someone like a woman. It's hard when other people ask me the questions. I know, man. <laughs> um, I've certainly never felt at a disadvantage mm. um, in almost any sphere i guess yeah outside of like athletic performance yes yes um i've also been a more um you could caricature me as a more feminine man (laughs) (laughs) as someone who's always been like emotionally sensitive and would rather like walk through the woods than watch football and (laughs) Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. the stereotypical man, man often. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's all. It has always seemed to me like the your appearance as a man specifically is not doesn't matter as much Mm. but then on the man's side so often women are an image Mm. and it's horrible it's a horrible horrible stereotype and it's just a very unfortunate part of the society we live in yeah um i mean i think it's completely fair i will argue with anybody about it to say that women are objectified so much more than men in this culture. Mm. Every billboard has to have some scantily clad woman to show the product that has nothing to do with her because women draw the eye. Mm. Um, That is not something I experience as a man. I experience being targeted, that kind of thing, is targeted at me mm. um, because as a man, women grab my attention. Just yeah. that's just normal. Yeah, for most of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. I get it. Yeah, but yes. I don't know how to like. Yeah. Answer the question as far as. Mm. I, don't know. I think yeah I was gonna say I think you nailed what I was trying to say I think like what I was saying 
I feel like men are looked at more as like, yeah, kind of not their title, but like more as like an intellectual, as like a being with someone that has real life experience. And I'm not saying this about all men at all by any means, but I've just noticed that, that like sometimes the natural instinct is just to look and objectify like mm -hmm. a woman or like not look at her as like a, like a, like a, you know, a human, like a full like I'm a being. person, I'm a person. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of how I look at people is more of like a person, but I mm -hmm. recognize like that that's a real thing out there. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to be someone that looks at someone as more so as like, yeah, like a person, like someone that has real life story like me, like mm -hmm. that, you know, that word Sonder that they, yes. yeah, like someone, oh you, my gosh, that, that what was a concept. revolutionary for me too. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's one of those words that like, you know yes. who I heard use that word for the first time? Who? I watched a video that was this dude, I think he's from, he's from like a boy band. Oh. Gosh, who was it? Is it Harry Styles? No, it wasn't Harry. Uh, he might have been a, one of the male characters on like Pretty Little Liars. Okay. Which I've never seen. I wish I could remember <laughs> who this was. He was an actor. Yeah. Who was not someone I would have picked out based on his character that he would play in whatever thing he was a part of mm. and say, this is a guy with a lot of depth to him or a lot yeah. of talent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then I watched a video and he's like a photographer that actually takes really good photos and he shoots with Leica, which is this prestigious German brand or whatever. Whoa, okay. For those listening. Yeah. And um, he talked about that word, Sonder. And how sometimes he's walking out in life and like just looking around Every person around me mm -hmm. has already lived their own life. Yeah, equally complex. Equally complex as yeah, mine. Exactly. That's. It's yes. so hard to wrap my mind around yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And regardless of whether they're a man or a woman, mm -hmm. that is true. That is true. Yeah. Exactly. Just totally equal. Totally and equal, complex. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. That word always stumps me. Sonder. Like, every time. It's one of those revolutionary words for me. Like, iconoclast. Yeah. It'll stick with me. But, yeah, yeah. Sonder. Like, that's, I feel like that's what I kind of want to look from the lens of is, like, yes, like, like this is a person with an equally complex life as mine. And I don't, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely want to counter that, like, what culture shows in your face about, like, objectifying women or just, yeah, just, just, yeah, 100%, like, just kind of coming against that. Um, but yeah, that's, it's interesting. It's, it, it is, a, that's an interesting question to ask that like, yeah. Yeah. I will process that more and I will send you an email. <laughs> okay. And I also, I'm, I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. if women, it's weird for me yeah. to think about like as a man, yeah. women are just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite sex is just, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Women are beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. Kim. Yeah. Man, I feel I feel uplifted and affirmed. Thanks. Good. Good. <laughs> Shit. I don't see men in that reverse way. Yeah. Like men are as a as part of the human species, I think we're all we're beautiful creatures. Yeah. But I don't imagine on the flip side men just their appearance exerting as much power mm. over women. Yeah. Does it? Like, okay, wait, say that like, one more time. You... Men, the, the most, the thing that 
has the most power over a man mm. is a woman. Mm. No doubt. Mm. Just because she's a woman. Uh-huh. Like, it's the whole Samson and Delilah thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's the perfect, like, analogy for all of life mm. as a man. <laughs> this is what it feels like. Okay, okay. Like, this is a glimpse into what it's like being a man. Psyche. Yeah. Yes. Is, do you as a woman experience that in a similar way where just a man, just because he's a man, exerts that kind of influence over you? Mm. I think it comes in a different way just for me i'm not speaking on behalf of mm. all and i'm also women. generalizing and not saying that like <laughs> men just walk into like women oh, just like fall yeah. to the floor yeah. and they can't do anything no. like that's that's yeah. not what i'm trying to get at yeah no 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 it's, yeah no, i know i think i know what you're trying to to say or ask um, there's something just naturally, naturally though yeah. attuned it's, to yeah if a woman asks you to do something you're just more likely to do it mm. just want you want, want to, to make woman want, happy. You want to make woman happy. Yes, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think um, I could be completely missing this, but I think I not, it might just be me. It might be me thing, but for me personally, like I def when I, like a man walks into the room, like I just naturally like feel like I need to submit. You know, but not like hmm. I don't know. Not in, like that sounds sounds. Maybe that's not the right word, but I just feel there's a shift. Hmm. You know, like it's like a power, not a power struggle, but like there's definitely like a shift in the room. But then again, I don't, I don't know. I think if it's someone I don't know, maybe. But if it's a friend, I don't know. That's I'm so dig myself in a hole. I'm really going <laughs> to dig myself in a hole. You know what I said? This is, I tell you, I need two to three business days. I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be I love that you <laughs> like cartoonize things in that way. Two to three business to, days. And... Two to three. Yeah, it's so true. But I, yeah, that's. I if you ask one of my cousins, man, I I feel like like a lot of my cousins on the East Coast are very like they would have very strong opinions about this with like it's like a, the differences, um, with women and men and and how they're seen and treated. I feel like they would be a lot more knowledgeable in this area, and I feel like I'm lacking in that, and I I don't give it enough justice, um, which I should because I grew up in in. I feel like I should be qualified to talk about that because of my upbringing and like, yeah, but I just, I just, yeah, I don't know. My hmm. brain's just like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you kind of said what I said too, though. Yes, that's true. You basically said when a man comes into your presence, there's influence there automatically yeah. just because he's a man. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. To level the playing field for everybody listening, yes, men feel that same way. Yes, with women. Yeah, that's interesting. In a, in a probably in a, a in little a, bit of a different, different dynamic. Way. Yeah, because men have, I think, naturally this. We're all. You could say it's more nurturing than nature. Mm-hmm. You can make that argument, mm-hmm. but we're all kind of bent toward wanting to lead. Yeah, we want to be strong leaders. I think that's great. Yeah. Um. When you lead in love. Yes. Yes. But I feel like as a man, when, when, as far as feeling influenced or pulled by a woman, even though you have that sense of wanting to lead, it's like now it becomes for that person. Mm, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it's and like this shame. again, this is me. This yeah. is how I I look at things. Yeah, that's but, so interesting. And some of it is probably just like 
mm-hmm. men like if you're attracted to the opposite sex, you want to impress the you opposite impress- sex. Yeah, that yeah makes of course. Sense. That's yeah. like biology. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That makes you're, sense. The, you're the beetle with crazy yeah. wings, yeah. like yeah. doing all That's the weird true. stuff. Yeah. Man, yeah. have you watched Planet Earth? Oh, those dude. documentary series. I, yes, I watched Bugs do some movie. wild things. Yeah. Oh, they do do wild yeah. things. They do. They do be doing wild things. <laughs> they do be. They be doing that. That's so funny. That, or birds, yes. like those birds that yeah. they like. All their feathers go out and they're like dancing yeah. and like bobbing up and down. They're like that. They oh, just like man. flare their feathers out, or like even even different types of frogs and toads. Like they have like a, a mating call. Yeah. That they like it's like a different pitch or whatever. Yeah. I was gonna demonstrate it, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to in the mind. A frog mating call. Humans are just like that, though. You what? Humans are just peacocks. Yeah, just peacocks. You're like, like unfooling all the feathers and just yeah, looking your best in front yes. of the opposite sex. Yeah, that yeah. all the time. That would make sense. That that makes sense. It, it does, does make sense. sense. It does make sense. But when that comes into like the workplace, it kind of that's when it like makes it different. Yeah, yeah. That's and like, I think that's what you're asking. Set it aside. Focus first on. Mm-hmm. This other person is a dynamic human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let that be the first. Exactly. Exactly. That. <laughs> this is. I'm all. I'm very curious about all of this. Yes. Because yeah. we're all, whether we realize it or not, subconsciously trained to view things a certain way. Mm, yeah. Um. And your perception of the opposite sex is going to have a lot to do with how you were raised, mm. what you were taught about them. Yeah. Um, I just, in a nutshell, like to encourage wonder, like, at everything. Yeah. Everything should inspire wonder. Mm. What the heck is this freaking world we live in? It's incredible. Yes. Um, exactly. The, the opposite sex, I think, should inspire that maybe a little bit more just because we should recognize that we're each different and so mm. it's so fascinating to me yeah to see those differences and not be threatened by them but just mm. see it as differences, differences and yeah. it's it's anything different just adds more to the table yeah exactly. if you have a table mm. and there's chocolate pudding on the table and you put more chocolate pudding. Yeah. The table just has a bunch of chocolate pudding. It's just pudding, yeah. If you bring in now vanilla pudding. Yeah. Now you have more. Yeah. That's better. Yeah, there's difference. There's difference. Yeah. You can always get the chocolate pudding. Yeah. You can still have more of the chocolate pudding, but if you don't have the vanilla, you just have chocolate. all you have is chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Dumbed down the analogy. I love that. As Man, much as possible. That is truism, is when you can, like, Truly simplify concepts. Chocolate pudding and vanilla pudding. That is, man, that is where the, the meat is. That's so funny. Yeah, the meat is in question. the pudding. The meat is in the, <laughs> the meat is in the pudding. That's so good. Uh, that is so good. Yeah. No, I love that. It's it's interesting. I I don't talk about that enough. Like we I feel like I don't naturally I don't know, because I my patterns of life are not kind of I don't have to approach that question that yeah. much. I, I think you and I are both in a space where most of the people were around yeah. don't generalize and objectify each other yeah so it's not about you're a woman you're a man so therefore mm-hmm. this must be true about you yeah yeah um i'm really thankful for that i'm yes. around a lot of healthy people yes yeah. um that's great that is awesome yeah that is a great thing 
speaking of things that you said you don't talk about that much what so one of the questions i had actually written down and like like to pose to people yeah is what is something that you don't talk about much but Mm. you wish you did is there something you that actually you just you want to talk more about with people and you just don't maybe get the opportunity to talk about it more um oh that's such a good question dang it and that's like one of the questions i love to ask people too i feel like i break break this up in my mind there's people that love to ask questions and there's people that love to answer the questions and i feel like i err more on the side of the the people that love to ask the questions so this is like a this is a different different thing for me um it's kind of like a question that i like to ask people too is that is there like a trait um, is there something that you recognize within yourself, like a trait that you wish people saw more in yourself or kind of, you know what I'm trying, trying to okay. say like that? Yeah. yeah. I asked that. I like to ask that one, but what is something I like to talk about that I wish I talked about more? Um, I think we covered it. I think sharing my story, like I think talking about stories, I think that common ground, um, that's something I've, I don't talk about enough and I want to, um, think that yeah i love talking about my faith i love talking about space i love i don't know yeah i think those are like i'm a pretty simple person i'm a pretty pretty <laughs> common person on this uncommon people podcast <laughs> so yeah music i love talking about music i just yeah i think i like to i, I don't usually sit on this side i like to sit on your side and uh-huh. i like to sit and understand people yeah. So this is like, this is new for me. This is not new. This is something I'm starting to walk more into. Yeah. And I didn't answer your question at all. <laughs> I mean, we did kind of like address a bunch of things. I mean, we've been yeah. talking for like three hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What is there? Is there something that you like to, to talk about that you feel like you haven't gotten to in your podcasts or like? I like talking about most things. Yeah. Yeah. I like just anything mm. going below the surface of it. Yep. You can take anything surface level, but when you d- dive below the surface, is that's where the goodies are. Yeah. That's good. Um, but like a specific topic? Mm. Animal crackers, man. Animal crackers. Frosted <laughs> or just plain? Like just plain? Probably plain. But dipped in like cream cheese frosting. Okay, yeah. let's break that down. What is that? This, this, <laughs> this is a joke, but 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 actually. But actually, yeah. Have you done that? Good and cream cheese, no. Yeah, well, you get like the pre-made like cylinder yeah. of the cream cheese frosting. You just take Ooh. the lid off and you just take the plain animal crackers and just dip them. Okay. I was introduced to this at yeah. the end of 2019, and uh. it was amazing. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. You could you. say it changed my life. It changed. But but you could say that about anything, and technically it's true because everything touches you in some way. That's true. So, yeah, this, this podcast so, changed my life. So, right animal crackers yes. changed my life. Yes. They were also right. like, they take me back to Sunday school. Ah, yes. Because we had, yes. back in the little Sunday school class, Ooh. if you were good, if you answered your Bible questions good, mm. you got animal crackers. That's the little styrofoam nice. bowl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is good. That is super good. That just reminded me, while you are saying that, reminded me of an unrelated question that Jenna asked me one time. She she brought it up in a car ride. We were like, I don't know where we were driving. It doesn't matter. Car ride but convos. Car ride convos. So good. She stumped mm-hmm. me with this question. It was really good. 
Uh, Jenna's also very good at asking questions. I will give her that too. I've noticed that. Yes, very good. Very good at real questions. Um, but she asked, she was like, what are your five favorite smells? <laughs> your five like, and at like all time favorite smells. Mm. And it doesn't even have to be like, like a food or anything like, like mine. I love smell of grass. I love smell of grass. It reminds me of summertime or like the ocean or like any, anything could be anything. Five favorite smells. Anything could be your five favorite smells. Yeah, whatever, whatever comes to your mind. Five favorite smells. No, no, no. I, oh, I'm. I, you weren't saying that anything is your favorite smell. Oh no, 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 no. no. Yeah. What are yours? What are my favorite? Because you've already answered the question. You had time. I did. I did. To work um, through it. Shoot. Okay. Five favorite. This is important. Smells. So we gotta. Yes. Get, get close in it. Oh yeah, I gotta get close in the mic. Okay. Five favorite smells. Listen. Five favorite listen smells. Closely. Is an ASMR about it. <laughs> Wait, were you saying that too? I, <laughs> no, okay. I wasn't saying ASMR. Oh. I was like, five favorite smells. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite smells. Oh, shoot. Okay. I love the smell. Um, ooh. Love so the smell. grass. I do love it's grass. one of them. Yeah, right? like wet grass. I love okay. the smell of wet grass. I love the smell of like burning, something burning, you know, like, like. You'll get it when you're you're driving your car sometimes, and you get that whiff of like burning something's like not your car, but actually it probably was my car. Like, so no, wait, in hindsight. wait. So what burning though? Because everything burning has a different smell. <laughs> That's true. Maybe like wood. I don't like burning you know wood? when someone's like stockpiling burning, you know, like in their backyard, like burning brush or something. Yeah, brush, 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 burning yard stuff. <laughs> I think that's I love that smell that that huh. that wood wood burning smell love smell gasoline dangerous yeah, but good. I know yeah. yeah it's so strange so good yes um I do love the smell of like this is controversial but I love the smell of like cigar smoke on like a, a hoodie or something like you know it's just kind of like an old it's I feel like that's a comforting my dad likes to smoke cigars so I just that's just comforting smell there are some like I, I bought my brother a tobacco pipe and mm. a jar of tobacco from um what's it what's it called? Oh uh old no No, not old no, pipe. Old, That's I'm different. Old, old pipe's not a That's cigar not shop. It. That's not it. Um, um Why am I saying Cedar Lodge? It's not Cedar Lodge <laughs> Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> why why can't I remember the name? David open goes door, here. Open door, open, open door. door. Yes. Open okay. door cigars. I got my brother Caleb. Hey, Caleb, you're probably not listening. Hello, anyway. Mom will tell you. Yes. I got him two ounces of morning blend tobacco. Okay. I remember I went in there and the lady was showing me, I think it was the lady the first time, was showing me the different tobaccos and I was smelling them and this, oh my gosh. Yeah. These smell so good. Ooh. Like, we're not talking about cigarettes. Uh-uh, no. Cigarettes is a different no, thing. No, that's a different, no. That's a different thing. But cigars. Cigars, yeah. And pipes with like yeah. good smoking tobacco mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah it smells so good yeah it's like a comforting deep smell yeah before i gave it to him for christmas i had the jar right here oh, so yes. i would like pick it up and just, just smell it yes yeah. that's yeah. that's a good smell that is a good smell shoot i, I think that was my fourth or fifth or something and the last one um okay <laughs> Love the smell of like men's deodorant. <laughs> men's good. deodorant, yeah, like old, old spice. spice. Yes, I was gonna say old spice, Fiji or Timber. That's like the famous dad yes. thing. Oh my gosh, I love it. Old spice, <laughs> do you love it? I no, my dad uses Irish Spring. I think I don't know. Mm-hmm. I use old spice. I just love the smell of old spice. It smells good. Does old spice have like four women products? Uh, I don't know. 
know. I use the men's one. I like the men's one. I don't know that there's any difference. No. I have, for anyone wondering, not that anybody was wondering, (laughs) fun fact, (laughs) I haven't used deodorant in like over a year. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Do you use like salt? Do I smell? No, you don't smell. Okay, good. I use, so that counts though. So for anything in over a year, but when I did use it, I was using like a, one of those salt crystal things. Yeah. Yeah, I used that. Um, and it that's awesome i i don't know i don't i could stink you don't i feel stink. like if i get to the point where i smell bad deodorant mm. doesn't matter oh yeah. like it's not gonna mask that it's not gonna because happen. my armpits aren't the only thing that stink yeah yeah you're just natural i've got a whole like, sweaty stinky body to deal with <laughs> 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 just big sweaty yeah flesh sacks yes people yes <laughs> you know just like walking yeah. bags of <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do put on cologne. Okay. Almost yes. every day. Okay, cool. I use like a wax-based cologne that you like oh, rub cool. on. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the one I have right now, I don't like as much as the other one, but mm. it's from the same brand. Okay. But I, 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 I enjoy smelling good. Yeah. But I want to smell like something in nature that is enjoyable. Bad. What I don't get, and maybe you, tell me if women experience this uh-huh. too for like perfumes, yeah. women's oh, yeah, perfumes. Yeah. Why is why does cologne smell like cologne? It's mm. something like an invented smell. Yeah. It smells like this thing that you put yeah. on that doesn't exist in nature. Yes. Why does it need to smell like that? Why can't That's we have true. cologne that smells like a forest yeah. or flowers yes. or flour like yeah like, like for making yeah. dough yeah, yeah, yeah. or like pretzels or, yes, yes. <laughs> or lemons or I something citrusy like i love citrus yeah citrus is a great why would scent. it be weird for me to like put something on that makes me smell like a lemon no that's not weird i don't think it's weird i think it's so funny and it's even the cologne names too are like these like, these like really super masculine like warm tobacco lens warm no warm tobacco pipe Strong man. <laughs> Strong, <know>? like, yeah. <laughs> just like, just, yeah, it's very interesting. No, but with women's, yeah, I guess we have, I feel like, we, I feel like we have a big variety for women's. I love Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue. That one's very fresh. I just, some, some perfumes just really mess with me though. Like, uh-huh. you know, the ones that kind of just pierce, they're a little overpowering. But I kind of, in the same way, I like fresh scents. I like, like, something fresh. I don't know. Yeah. Or like natural fresh scent. Um, but yeah, you're right. I don't know yeah. why I, I I want to smell like something that wasn't manufactured in a factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, all cologne kind of mm. smells like, and this generally goes for women's perfumes too that yeah. I've smelled. It smells like perfume mm. or like cologne. Yeah. And with a hint of something, something. that actually exists in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's true. That's like, true. Like, the hand soap I have in there mm-hmm. is, um, like, pomegranate or grapefruit lemon or something like that. It's, oh, yeah. It's so... Every time yeah. I wash my hands, yeah. I'm happy. Yes. It like, does. Ooh, it smells good. I wish yeah. the, the lotion in there is from the same brand. Yeah. And it's unscented. I kind of mm, wish it was scented. Dang it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. I do like scented. That is a good smell. I did use that soap. It does smell good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you used the soap. <laughs> <laughs> There's other soap in there, yes. but I wouldn't expect you to use it because it's like sitting in the shower. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I totally get that. I get that. Also, I love how like minimalistic your bathroom is too. What you're saying about minimalism. Thanks. It's very, it's very nice. Like, have you been exposed to minimalism as a like 
way of life. I'm well, curious. No, dude. I I feel like a maximalist. I feel like I'm yeah. the opposite of that. Well, I feel like my mom is more of a maximalist. Like she loves more like I think one of our growing up, one of our things we would do on the weekends go garage sailing and like look go on the hunt and it's like the find that's fun. But I love um I think Emma's more minimalist than I am. I love eclectic pieces. I love the like um I love that. And but I took this, um, I read this book called Sacred Pathways. We had to do it for ADS. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a good book. It's so good. I've heard of it. Yes. Oh, 10 out of 10. Um, but it talks about like, like, um, more spiritually, like, like, like how you, going back to spiritual stuff but on the faith track, but mm-hmm. that, that's just what I'm learning recently. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fresh on my mind and I can compare it to, but, um, but we read this book and each chapter, it talks about how you, um, kind of connect with God best. So some people feel most connected with God when they're in nature or versus someone feels more connected when they understand a new concept about God. And that's like their just natural tendency. And it doesn't, you're not put in a box. Like you can test high on all of these Mm -hmm. things, but there's one that talks about asceticism um, and the act of like simplifying your life and like getting rid of stuff and like, yeah, just like minimalizing your life um, and just, yeah, simplifying it. And like letting go of things and then also like other parts of like devoting life to prayer and being in solitude. And I scored highest on that, which doesn't make sense to me. Like it it really, I Hmm. think I feel like best when I get rid of things. Like I I feel when I don't have, when my life is not cluttered, but I naturally am like that. And it's like this not, you know, know Hmm. like I think my desire is like to declutter my life, but then it comes out not like that you know when i'm not i don't know when it's yeah i just need to get rid of do you feel like it's in relation to physical things yeah you like physical things kind of just naturally you just like having physical things yeah but you like spiritual bent is more simple yes yes i feel like that's i love i don't it's i'm not like materialistic in that sense but like if i see something beautiful like a piece of art then I want I want to have it and own it and then um yeah but then yeah there's like or with clothes and fashion I love fashion I love I think it's so fascinating um and I love like eclectic pieces and I I, I used to dress a lot more like out there than I do now but um yeah I just I love that but then now I have too much and I'm like I need to downsize so I think I need to find the balance of the two of like yes it's okay to like appreciate and like have these things but like when it starts to build up and you're hoarding it's not like a not a good place to be in but yes spiritual bent definitely towards simplifying hmm. um which is interesting but yeah what about you you're minimalist i'm through minimalist and through. yeah yeah i mean it comes from just like i mentioned earlier just holding everything with an open palm yeah so that means i i enjoy my stuff like those the stereo and the speakers and everything mm. um that specifically and then like my camera stuff yes it's something I really enjoy. Yeah. I chose to buy that. I like having it. I don't want to get rid of it. Mm. But if I had to get rid of it or if something happened to it or it broke, I could very easily move on mm. because it's just a thing and so it doesn't hold power over yeah. me. Yeah. I think like when I tell people about minimalism, I say it's it's about owning things without being owned by things. Yes. Because it, as soon as that thing has power over you, mm-hmm. it's not serving its purpose. Mm-hmm. Its purpose is for you to enjoy it. 
And that's great. If you enjoy all the things you own, great. Yes. Man, like if you are just a really wealthy person, you have a huge house and tons of cars and all these things, but you just genuinely enjoy all of them, Mm -hmm. good for you. Yeah. Great. Yeah. If the reason you have all your stuff, though, is because you've been taught that you just have to have them Mm. or it's part of your image or you have to show that you're valuable based on what you have what Mm. you possess yeah those aren't adequate reasons yeah exactly in my opinion in my estimation you you're you're a slave to other people's opinions of you Mm. and the things don't even matter yeah they're just these manifestations of your insecurities yeah um I'm like really wailing on the people with a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean though. Like it doesn't matter how much stuff you have. It matters why you have stuff. Yeah. If you see a painting, you're like, this is beautiful. I want to have this Yeah. because it's beautiful. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. You get to add something else great in your life. Mm. Um, I love listening to music. Yeah. These, this music stuff adds to my life because yeah. I get to put on my stereo and listen to music. Yeah. Just seeing it because it's pretty yeah. makes me want to put on music. Yes. And then I put on music and I'm happy. Yeah. I'm even more happy. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's the yeah. way to go. It's It really does. Like, if you're not careful, like, having too much stuff can really take a toll on, like, yeah. And I feel that, too. Like, when I walk in your room and, like, see that it's, like, so, like, simplified and, like, decluttered and, like, Nice. Like, Joel has a really nice room, guys. I'm just going to, like, put that out there. It's very, like, organized and, and decluttered. And it's very, like, it's it's nice. It's minimalist. It's a true minimalist room. Um, it's all white. There's one pillow in the center of the room where I sit. And, and that's <laughs> that's all that's in here. That's, that's minimalism, that guys. It. Yes, and a toothbrush. Yeah, and a toothbrush. It's very important <laughs> because just like the white walls of my room, my teeth need to be kept white. Yes, yes. Yes. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> I mean, the toothbrush thing, brush your teeth. Yes, brush your teeth. It's good. And don't drink too much soda. Yes. A little bit is okay. It's yes. basically just sugar, though. Mm, make sure is. you brush. Yes, make sure you brush, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Brush also, your teeth. maybe mix mix your soda with some coffee. Coca-Cola with coffee is it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if I feel about this, how I feel about that. It's a new they have now. Oh yeah, it's the, the cans um, of vanilla oh gosh, Coke yes. with coffee. Yes, I don't know how to feel it. It needs that. more coffee. Have you had it? Uh uh-uh. uh No, I'm you scared. You should try it. I don't know. That's a da- I don't know if I need more caffeine in my life. That's a dangerous route for. But me. it's not like, I think the one can was 69 grams of caffeine, okay. versus a cup of coffee this size is around 200 milligrams of caffeine. Oh yes. Milligrams is what I meant to say. Oh yeah, I was like. <laughs> Granada. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a 20th <laughs> no yeah yeah so it's like, so i didn't know this until okay. i looked at the can i was like oh mm. i know about coffee coffee yeah. has way more caffeine way than more. soda yeah so i think it needs more coffee Ooh, okay. not because of caffeine not i drink decaf caffeine. now okay um yes yeah that's, that's a new thing that but i was gonna say that's Were you wondering about that? I was kind of wondering because I feel like the last time I offered we talked, you decaf coffee. You did, and but Marley does that too. Like she'll drink like decaf coffee. Like I've never met people that like to drink decaf coffee. Like I didn't know that was like I, did, I don't know. I didn't know that was, I knew it was an option, but w- I didn't, was that a like, change that happened? Was there a time when Marley switched and now suddenly she was drinking I decaf coffee? I don't know. Like her whole life, she's 
or not her whole, I don't know her whole life. <laughs> Literally the, the year that I've lived with her, I've noticed that she likes to drink decaf coffee, but I also haven't paid that much attention. I know she just, she always offers it to me. So I'm like, why, why do you say that? Does she always say decaf? She's like, would you like some decaf coffee? Literally. Yeah. She'll be really? like, Hey, I'm making some like decaf Duncan right now. Do you want some? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, it tastes like coffee. That's funny. Sometimes. I'll need to ask yeah, her about that. You, you should. She doesn't go to Antioch anymore, though. No, yeah. So I don't should. have a lot of opportunity to connect yeah, with her. Yeah, dang it. Well, I feel like she would love to talk about it. That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, sometimes I, I trick my patients and give them decaf coffee, to be honest. Placebo. Like, yeah, placebo. You don't even know. Yeah, for my cardiac patients, I give them decaf coffee. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Confessional. Um, <laughs> but... They're all listening. Yes, all my patients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah man medical field's funny that's right yeah your, your mom's a nurse right yeah she's yes yeah my mom is a home care nurse mm, so cool mm-hmm. so cool man yeah what's it like being like a son of a nurse <laughs> you know like what's that perspective like well we never went to the doctor yeah, and we ate a lot of chicken soup yeah there you go yeah there you go that's cool. it, i mean really you know the whole never going like i mentioned earlier yeah. i know i've I didn't think I'd need insurance, right? Yeah. Because I've not experienced ever having medical needs. Mm-mm. And when something went wrong with, like, our bodies, we got sick or something, my mom just, like, told us what was going on. She's like, you'll be fine. And we always were. You're fine. I mean, we didn't ever get, like, syphilis or something. It's yeah. not like, you know, nothing like that <laughs> happened. <not>. <laughs> no. As far as I know, maybe we got better. Yeah, Chicken soup, knows. you know? Yeah, the, you know. all the eels. <laughs> Uh, but like I chopped into my thumb. Oh no! Recently. Oh no! Did I tell you about that? Mm-mm. No. Nope. I was making mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese from yes. my mom's recipe. Okay, cool. And I was just I get the blocks of cheese and I'm yes. just got to press oh, to get through the block of yeah, cheese. That's fair. And my thumb was under there for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. And I just chopped down and oh, no. it's way better now. Oh shoot! But oh, it's been yeah. like two weeks for Ooh. it to get to that point. And so yeah. I would like text my mom photos and get her opinion yeah. on it. Stages of healing. And I would talk to her on the phone and she was like, yeah, it, like, the granulation looks good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the wound bed looks healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, What's granulation, mom? Granulation? What? Yeah. And so she, I like just, I, the first yeah. thing I do when mm-hmm. I chop into my finger and start bleeding everywhere is yeah. just like put a bandage on it. Yeah. Wash it off. Hold pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm get pressure on it and yeah. call my mom. Well, I didn't call my mom until later. Yeah. But I did call my mom when I had it under control mm. to ask her like, do like, what do I, what do I need to do yeah. to take to good care this. of this? Yeah. Because, like, I didn't chop off the end of my finger, mm. you know? It wasn't like that. Yeah. She told me I probably should have got stitches or something. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. What is that for, though, exactly? To like, just kind of... Like, it wasn't in. separate. It wasn't mm. off, you know? It's all still attached. Yeah. yeah. So my thought was eventually it'll heal together again. Mm, like, that's kind of what stitches do. Does... They, like, bring the skin to get... Like, you d- reattach the skin so then the skin naturally, like, re... Yeah, like reforms back together. Is it mostly for speeding up that process, or is it to make sure it's in place so that it heals back where it should be? Yeah, I think it's the latter. It's okay. that, and then to prevent infection and kind of keep it covered. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's what I yeah. think. They didn't get infected. Hey. That was the only thing. Because awesome. my mom, she was talking to me about it. And she's a nurse, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so she's like, yes. yeah, just make sure it doesn't get infected. I mean, I was just putting, uh, what was it? She's like, I was just putting a pick line in somebody because of a, like a bee sting. Ooh. Because oh, he, I don't remember exactly. No, a thorn. Oh. A, ro- a thorn from a rose bush. Ooh, and yeah. he ended up having to have a nurse care for him and put a pick line in. Dang. Because he got pricked by a thorn. That's awful. Yeah. Because if you get infected, like, bad stuff can happen. Yeah, I know that. Go and it. Yeah. yeah I've been good. really fortunate to never have any kind of wound like that. Yeah. Lived a very safe life. Yes. Good. Yes. There you go. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe I've just been lucky. Yes. Yes. There's six of us and there's one girl. Oh, okay. And Hannah is the only one who's ever broken a bone. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not that the guys haven't done anything stupid. Yeah. Like we've done plenty of stupid stuff, but yeah. somehow we haven't broken any bones. That's I think still. Really? Cool. I th- I think. Aaron had a... I think Aaron, like, sprained something at his wrist. Okay. Because I remember Aaron having, a, like, a wrist brace on. Mm. But I don't think... I still think none of the guys no in my bones. family have broken a bone. Wow. Yeah. That's lucky. It's a terrifying thought to me. Yeah. Oh, Because I'm also imagining the bone just, like... Oh. Just ooh, broken, like, broken. Ooh, yeah, or, like, going through. Oof, yeah, no, that's... I could I could never do, like, OR surgery. I mean, I just... Oof, the cracking. Ooh, not for me. <laughs> it still gets me. I'm like, man. Have you ever broken a bone? I... Oh, I think I broke a collarbone when I was, like, young, young. See, my sister, that's what... She broke a collarbone oh, yeah. twice. Oh, my gosh, twice. Yeah. Ooh, that's... Oof. And that one, you can't really do anything with it besides, like... Right? You can't... I don't I know. I guess a neck brace... Do they do that, or I what do they, they do? Just, like kind of like like support like this, like they put a sling on it, and I I genuinely don't know, but that's what I would mm. think is like because neck brace would one of those dresses you know. that has like this the yeah, things like right here to hold together. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The slings. yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. That man, <laughs> gosh, like in Mean Girls where she has like the I haven't seen it. Oh seriously? Oh yeah. man. I keep quoting movies that you haven't seen, and I feel really bad. I do that a lot. I, I know of Mean Girls, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Lindsay. Yes. Oh, Lindsay Core. I also love her, too. Oh, I was thinking of Lindsay Lohan. <gasps> oh, Lindsay. But, hey, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay Gore. Lindsay Gore. Hi, Lindsay Gore. Man. I liked yeah. that. On, on Wednesday, she said something like, I've got, like, a portion in your belonging here or whatever oh, because yeah. I... I immediately took it. So you want to be on the podcast? Is that what you're saying? She's like, no. No, no I just mean. <laughs> I know that's not what I'm saying, but like, yes. But man, yeah, she would be cool to interview you. Yeah. She'd be a cool one. That's so funny. Right, man. Nurse wife. I'm crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Crazy. I couldn't do it. Uh-uh. So much respect, though. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It's welcome. It's cool stuff. This is the longest podcast so far. I was going to say. So. We can wind down. Okay, cool. Um, I wind down every episode now with a recommendation. Okay. And just something funny. Okay, cool. I like to end on a laugh. Yes. I think I've managed to end every episode so far with laughter. Okay, I like that. That's good. There's been plenty of laughter. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have a recommendation? And let, is there something else you wanted to talk about? No, this is okay. like, this is great. I mean, there's always cool. stuff to talk there's about. There's always more There's always, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we covered a lot. I feel like we swath. covered ground. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, stuff. Uh, recommendation um, for gen- the general audience. Yeah, just rec- pick something. Uh, What's your thing you want to recommend? It could be I recommend you don't 
buy a new vehicle. Yes. I recommend you drink decaf coffee from Duncan. Yes. I recommend you feel big emotions like whatever it is. Wow. Just recommend. What's your recommendation? Oh, maybe I got a couple couple recommendations, but I I would recommend you listen to Joel's podcast on common people. <laughs> I mean, and if they, they hear this at they, this point, they, they have <laughs> listened to quite a bit of it. This is true. I that um man, a deep recommendation, don't stuff your feelings, don't mm. repress them. You have to feel them. This is for a specific person out there. I don't know who, but someone needs to hear this that they don't need to stuff your you you don't need to stuff your emotions you need to feel them to the completion you need to go down that you of like grief and you need to feel the deepest emotion and get through it and write it out and you can't keep escaping it so that would be my my pearl of wisdom that just popped in my head that just needs to happen mm-hmm. yes that's my i i second that yes Yes. As that. a deeply emotional person. Yes, yes. You need to go there. You need to go to dark places. As someone who identifies as a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Great. Do you have a funny story to share? Oh, or gosh. a joke that you found of? Oh, gosh. Dang it. This is my least favorite question. <laughs> this is the most pressure-packed question oh, of the whole podcast. That is the most pressure-packed. Man, dang it. And this one I haven't thought about. Shoot. <laughs> Gosh. You don't have like a list of dad oh, jokes in there? Oh, I don't have a list of jokes, but I have a list of like... No, I mean in your, your, oh, your in three notebooks. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, shoot. <laughs> shoot. This is not my strength. Um, dang it. Funny story. I feel like I shared a lot of funny stories. My most cringy story was laying in the street. Um, <laughs> it's my most cringy, but funny stories, man. Dude, I don't know. I don't. If you if you listen to this full podcast completely, the whole like four hours of it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you want to hear some funny stories, just come and hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just drop my Instagram or something. I don't know. Ask Joel. We can we can hang out and talk. You'll be tagged stories. on Instagram. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. All the people. Yeah. I think who follow the podcast page are people that I know okay. at least. Cool. I'm at least aware of. Okay. I think. Cool. That's fine. Ah, Maybe. I, I mean, I mean, I do care. I do care about you. I do care about. I'm not saying I don't care about whoever's listening to this, even if you. Drive we care a about soul. all of you, even <laughs> if you drive Kia Souls. I care about you individually. Care about your soul. Care about your soul and your soul. <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah man what about you how about you say a funny story tell me yeah tell us all a funny story man you would think at least for like the number of responses i get on the all these questions my brain would be in a mode where it could also answer questions yeah yeah but i can't no i literally yep i we i feel like we're we think similarly in that sense but if you want to ask us about our funny stories ask us um other time i do have a joke <laughs> you do have that joke? i think okay, it's cool. just it's just stupid okay. and, but i like it i think I like it's funny jokes i do like and jokes okay and we were talking about men and women so this, yeah, this, this is, is perfect. perfect yeah yeah perfect way to end. um what's the difference 
between a snowman and a snowwoman. What? Snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello?